Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? You know me. It's right. It's me. It's my. It's Mike, your buddy, your pal, the guy with the show. He's here every week. He does a show for you. Every week seems strong. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. These days, every week seems strong, but I'm still there in your house every week. Whenever you try to listen to me, you put me on a plate and you go ahead and listen to the show. I, I don't know. Do you, <laughs> do you listen to the show on a plate? Do you place me on a plate? Maybe you do. Maybe that's how you handle it. You serve me up like, a, look, I'm serving up the hot takes. So you serve me up like a fine dinner on your best china. You go ahead and put it out on the old dining room table, get a lace napkin, some sort of fork, knife, and spoon arrangement, and you just put the iPod right there on the old plate, and you just have me serve you up a fucking word dinner. You want a word dinner? I'm the guy. I'll just put on my chef's hat. I'll grab a toque, as they call it in Canada. Uh, I don't know if the chefs call it that in Canada, but I know that the, the Bob and Doug McKenzie did. And they're my go-to. Whenever I'm looking for anything that was called something in Canada, I'm going to go ahead and refer to Bob and Doug McKenzie because they hit a mouse in a, a beer bottle and it worked out great for them. And they worked with Max von Sydow. That dude, wasn't he in Boys in Brazil? Like he was, he was a dude who was in probably like Boys in Brazil. He was Othello probably like 10 times in his career. And then he's, he's hiding mice in a bottle with the fucking McKenzie brothers. Max von Sydow ready to jump into one of those vats of beer and drown himself. Jesus Christ. It's always funny when some guy winds up on the fucking wrecked shores of his career and has to take any gig that comes his way. Fucking like Ray Milland with Rosie Greer and the incredible two-headed transplant. Everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing in here, Ray Milland? You've got two Oscars. And that could be a lie. I don't know how many Oscars Ray Milland has. He might not even have an Oscar. He may never even bet the Oscars. He may never even watch the Oscars. I don't know much about Ray Milland, but he seemed to bolster my story here. So I'm going to go with it. Ray Milland, he was a, he was a, uh, one of those, he was in like film noirs. He was always in those movies like uh, The Lady Screams Twice, bullshit like that, you know? And, and he was a guy. He was a heavy. People loved him. And he made all this money and he was, well, I don't know if he made money. It's the fifties. It's the studio system. You're, you're literally, you're just a Walmart cashier who has to memorize dialogue at that fucking point. That's what they did, man. They would just exploit the fuck out of everybody. It makes me laugh. And people are like, ah, uh, we could just go back to the fifties when the times weren't as uh, complicated. Yeah. Because fucking you did what you were told. That's the problem is you don't, you had to do what you were fucking told and nobody wants to do what they're fucking told. So you know what? We grew up and grew out of it. And now people are just fucking agitating to go back to those times when there was a studio system. Ah, uh, you know, these actors shouldn't make so much money. They should just make movies under the whip of Daryl Zanuck. He should be there cracking the fucking whip on Brad Pitt. He should work for free, that Brad Pitt. He should thank Mr. Zanuck for stealing whatever money he stole from black people and he opened up a goddamn movie studio. Ah, uh, fuck everybody. 
<laughs> Athletes shouldn't be paid. Actors shouldn't be paid. But goddamn, do I want to watch baseball and movies? People are so dumb. Uh, see, and you know what? This is one of the hot takes I was talking about. Go ahead. Set me up. I might get, get your lace napkin out, tuck it into the front of your goddamn button shirt and, and just have yourself a fucking noun lunch. That's what I'm giving you. I'm giving you a fucking laugh breakfast. <laughs> Take this and choke it down, baby. That's how I, I you just put that fucking iPod right there on the plate. Stare at it, hit play and just let and just let it all wash over you. Just have a fucking adjective stew and a fucking conjunction salad. There you go. A conjunction salad. What's that function? To fill you up with words and so you're no longer fucking hungry. There you go, baby. Ingest me. Bring me into your body. Swallow me. Swallow me, everybody. Who swallows out there? Is it you? Is it you? Don't spit me out. Don't don't tell me I'm lukewarm so you will expel me from my mouth. your mouth. Uh, that was, oh my God. <laughs> Did you hear my throat catch there? I tried to do a breath and then there was a noise. Like a, like a little, you know what it sounded like? It sounded like my uvula cracked a whip. Did you hear that noise? I didn't like it because it felt bad and it hit the back of my throat. <clears> throat> Oh, it stings. I, I might have a lash mark. I don't want to have a lash mark on my fucking uvula. Oh, if the uvula is wielding the whip, he's probably not going to whip himself. I might have a lash mark in the back of my throat, just on my tongue. That's me flapping my tongue around. Ooh, it's it stings. My throat stings. Whatever I inhaled, that wasn't good. There was a gnat around here earlier. I hope it wasn't him. Holy fuck. What if a gnat just climbed into my mouth? I don't want to do that. Look, nobody likes that kind of protein. Nobody wants to eat bugs. This isn't fucking Snowpiercer. I'm doing a show for fuck's sake. Captain America running from the back of the goddamn train. Ed Harris in the front. And in between, you just got to see the fact that you're eating fucking roaches grounded into a goddamn Knox Blocks powder. Fuck that. Nobody wants to eat protein blocks made out of fucking roaches, Snowpiercer. What the fuck, man? I think I've mentioned that on the show before. There's times, there, you know, you'll see something in a movie and it just stays with you, man. It just lurks in your fucking brain. And you're just like, yeah, I remember that when they showed that they were making bugs into fucking dinner for those idiots. You know, and you know what those people on Snowpiercer need? They need a fucking word dinner. Nobody wants to eat roaches. Nobody wants to have beetle blocks. It's a cute name. I'm not going to lie to you. That is a clever, cute name. If you were going to market beetle blocks, kids everywhere would eat it. And you could still make it out of beetles and they'd be like, hmm, delicious. And then because they, they wouldn't believe you. That's another thing, too. You can say whatever the fuck you want now. There are no rules. There's no more truth. Everybody lies and says a bunch of shit, whatever the fuck. You go, yeah, man, these are beetle blocks. You're like, oh, that's so cute. What's it made out of? Beetles. And you go, oh, I, I, how ironic. I know it's not really. And you're like, yum, 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 yum. And you're eating it down. Uh, and I, you know, I told you, I, I, this is where they're prepping you for Snowpiercer. When they make those fucking bags of chips, I, I ate cricket chips. I ate them. And they're fine. You know, all, all cricket chips did. It didn't show me, hmm, here's an alternative source of protein. All eating the cricket chips showed me was if you pour enough fucking nacho cheese powder on something, I will eat the fuck out of it. I don't care. You can market mouse ass and just fucking cover it in goddamn Dorito powder. And I'm like, hmm, tastes like high school because that's what, oh my God, did you hear it again? I got to clear my throat. Should I clear my throat? Let me clear my throat. All right. Uh, look, as I get to take these loud gulping breaths, cause I'm talking to you as if I'm drowning every time I do this fucking show, imagine this, this is what, you know what? I'm drowning in words. I'm drowning in thoughts and ideas. I'm trying to keep up with my goddamn brain. Uh, so then I'll be talking and talking. And of course I, I, I try to suck in a bunch of air so I can launch another salvo at you. I give you more of a laugh breakfast and then it catches in my throat. And then what happens? I collapse and I don't like it. It feels bad. And then later on, my mouth hurts and I got to go to a doctor and he looks inside and he's like, we got to pull all these teeth. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I didn't do anything with the fucking teeth. And he's like, I don't care. We're pulling these fucking teeth. I got teeth problems, man. As I've talked about before, teeth are weird. There's fucking bones in your mouth and you've had them forever. Like I've had, these are 53 year old bones. And I, and you know what I use them for to, to grind up food. Ugh. 
If you describe, like, see, if you say teeth, you're like, yeah, teeth are cool. But if you go, man, would you like a set of 53 year old bones you can use to grind up your food? People would go, this is the fucking most horrifying thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life. You're like, you know what? You're living it. You're living it. Goddamn it. Smile in the goddamn mirror. Take a look at that. That's just bones in your mouth, friend. Your gums have receded to expose more of the bone, and now you use those to masticate. Oh, yeah. Do you masticate with your goddamn tooth bones? Your mouth bones? Oh, yeah. Get my mouth bones revved up. I'm going to masticate this afternoon. Uh, which, of course, means chew up the roach beetle blocks that they fucking give you and the fucking snow piercer when you and Captain America are trying to fight your way to the front of the train. And Ed Harris is like, nope, I'm just doing the Truman Show, but this time I'm on a train. Because he's watching them on big TV screens, if I remember correctly, in Snowpiercer. Although, and then they made a TV show out of it. What the fuck are you doing? I, I don't, I don't understand these things where they're just like, "Hey, man, Snowpiercer was a cool ass movie." Like a bunch of dudes had to fight and eat bugs, and then there was a teacher who pulled an axe on a guy, and then uh, Ed Harris winds up in a thing, and then the, the train crashes in the snow, and everybody walks outside, and they're like, "What? This is weird." We finally stopped, and uh, credits rolled, and it's a you know a, a grim ending but a but a hopeful ending certainly for some of the people because they they accomplished their goal but again in the in the same parlance of the graduate they both looked at each other and it was like what now what the fuck do we do now yeah we escaped the wedding we jumped on a bus and people are staring at us and what the fuck's gonna happen now well snowpiercer same thing they're like haha we defeated ed harris and crash and crashed the train and now we have to live outside in the minus 40 degree weather all of a sudden ed harris's idea of having a train that kept you alive and warm didn't seem like that bad of an idea did it at the end of snowpiercer huh captain america you fuck you're all cool in your black hat and your black leather jacket and your mouth full of fucking beetles. You're like, fuck this, man. Let's take it to the front of the train. And then you fight your way out of the goddamn front. And there's Ed Harris. And he's like, hey, you know, I built this train so you guys could stay alive. And you're like, fuck you, Ed Harris. And you kill him. And then the train crashes. And then you poke your head out. And it's like, you're like, ooh, it's cold. The end. <laughs> way to go, man. Ed Harris was just looking out for you. He kept you warm at night. He gave you blankets and bugs. He told you to fucking eat them and wrap yourself, wrap yourself in one and eat the other. You could have eaten the blanket. Let me tell you this. You could have saved all your beetle blocks and, and, and wrapped yourself in it to keep yourself warm and then eaten the blanket instead. Maybe it's on you. Maybe you're too fucking picky these days. If you're living in the back of a fucking train, maybe you should be happy to get a goddamn bug breakfast. Maybe, right? I don't use a lot of breakfast is the word of the, of the day here. If Pee Wee was here, they'd scream every time I said it. And yet I will try not to say it anymore. Good Christ. <sighs> all right. Well, I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad you've stuck with me and I'm glad you're listening to this show. By the way, I'm presuming all of those things right now because you might not. You could not listen to this. You may think to yourself, well, I'm not going to go ahead and listen to this fucking guy anymore. And then this. Oh, my God. What if I did that? What if I thanked you all for listening and then nobody listened? And then this would be the loneliest thank you ever recorded. It would be like on a tape somewhere and nobody would ever hear it. So then it would be a thank you that went un unacknowledged. Oh, I, I don't think I'm prepared for that. I don't think I'm. Oh, I, inside of me, that just feels fucking lonely. Doesn't it feel lonely? If I recorded like my own voice and then I put it out there, I'm like, you know what, man? Thanks guys for listening. I really appreciate it. And no one fucking listened. And then it was just this eternal thank you that echoed into nothingness. Oh, fuck. I, you know what? I'm going to wrap myself up in blankets and bugs at this goddamn point. That's fucking depressing as hell. How the, how the fuck am I to think of that out loud, dude? Look, the world is weird enough now. Let, let's talk about this for just a second. First of all, what is time, really? I know this show's coming out on a Tuesday, and I apologize for that, certainly. I don't apologize, but I do. You know, we're trying to straighten things out and get things squared away, and we're going to do that, and it's all happening. Yesterday, I declared yesterday, I was like, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to get up uh, uh, well, yesterday, earlier today. It's fucking late Monday night. Um, I declared, so, all right, so Sunday night, I declared, you know what? Tomorrow, that's it. Because I was trying to do the show Sunday night. And I'm like, all right, let's fucking do it. And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Tomorrow. Get up. 
Monday, this is going to be the first Monday of the rest of your life. You're going to do this. God damn it. And, uh, <laughs> and I got to tell you something, man, the first Monday of the rest of my life, I made some incremental progress. Certainly I, I didn't do as poorly as I thought I would. And yet, yet unfortunately I went to bed at like eight in the morning on, on the first Monday of the rest of my life. And then I woke, I tried to set my clock. I'm like, all right, you know what? If I just get up at like 1230, that's four hours, but I can kind of zombie through the fucking day and I can record a show before I go on Twitch. And then I, I fucking hit the snooze until like 245 and it's 88 degrees here in LA. So it's like you're sleeping and it's warm and it's nice. Uh, but, it, but then you open up the doors and windows and there's a breeze and you're like, oh, that would have been even better to sleep in. I should have gone outside, but I can't because all of the, my fucking pool furniture has SARS, dude. I went out the other day, uh, my pool, look, I have a pool. All right. It's not my pool, but it's a pool and it belongs to this apartment complex. I've lived here 23 fucking years, dudes. And this is not a fucking joke. They have the same fucking pool furniture out there. Same chaise lounges, same chairs. They've, they've acquired new chairs in the past, like four years. They bought other like new chairs, but so fucking what now there, there used to be a fucking manager here. There was a couple of sets of managers here who would clean the pool furniture like every day. They'd go out and shine it up. And, uh, and, and make it clean. But now I just, it's so, I went out the other day, well, actually the day I got the, uh, the first vaccination was it the first vaccination or the second, the first, I think. And I was like, fuck this man. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go sit outside. I haven't sat outside in fucking forever. So I threw on some earbuds and outside, I sat outside and, uh, and I, I just, I, well, all right. I went outside first of all. And then I was, I, I went to the fucking chairs and I just stared at them. I saw, I just, you could, it's, it's, if there were teenagers in my building, they would write wash me on them with their, their index fingers and then immediately have to cut off those index fingers. They've acquired some disease. I mean, it was, it was just, and this is all of them, not just the fucking chase lounges, not just the regular fucking chairs. It just, it just looks so bad. And I don't know what the fuck people are thinking. You know, it just, it made me, you know what it made me want to fucking do seriously. I just wanted to throw them all in the pool. That way, at least they get fucking coated or something. They get fucking squared away or, and I'm not going to scrub them because I mean, who the fuck am I? An employee? Fuck all that. Uh, and I guess possibly I could go do something like that. But I looked at every chair I because I wanted to lay in a chase lounge. I'm not going to just sit in a fucking chair because then you're just like a grandpa. But I'm like, no, fuck this. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and find something that's a, that's a chase lounge and lay down in it. And, um, and I, I finally did. And I was so fucking gross, but I didn't, what am I going to do? Fucking not do it. I had to do it. I had to get out there. Uh, I had to get out there, everybody. Don't you understand? I had to get out there. Um, and so and I, I laid out with, with earbuds on and I tried to ignore how filthy the fucking furniture was. And it was great to have the wind blowing and the sun in my face. But Jesus Christ, it was so dirty. I could feel it crawling up my neck. It was so gross. And I, and I laid there and I listened to fucking, uh, what's that song? Fucking, it's from the end of Heat. You know, the end of heat with Pacino and De Niro when they run out in the fucking airport and, and the planes coming and the lights are on and they're chasing each other with guns. Um, and then it ends in over the credits. It's, it's a song. Well, I mean, before the credits, it starts, but then through the credits, it's, it's called God moving over water, I think, or something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but it's fucking Moby and it's instrumental and it's just, and I, I laid in the chair and honestly, I have to admit again, whatever, who cares? You would like, whatever, Mike, uh, I teared up, you know what I mean? Cause I was excited that I got vaccinated. I'm laying out there and I'm, I'm in the sun and it was just fucking sweet as hell. Uh, did I tell you this already? see, here's, here's another fucking thing. I live in an echo chamber. I do Twitch streams. Right. And so I wind up talking on there and then I, and then I say things 
And then, and then I'd go to do the podcast and then I, I think to myself, well, fuck, did I already say this to you guys? I don't know, man. And, and you're, and you're all very kind because I mean, if I do repeat myself, I am a doddering old man at this point. I'm 53 fucking years old. So, uh, as I've talked about clearly with my mouth bones that are masticating food all day long, my 53 year old mouth bones, my expo, the exposed bones in my mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, all right, I, you're, you're all so, but, and I guess you know, fuck this 53 year old thing. Who cares, man? I just, again, like I said, what is time? What is time? Really? You're not going to hold me to some schedule. We can just do whatever this podcast can come out whenever we want it to. I mean, it could come out when I'm 54. What if I did that? What if I didn't do a show for four months? And I'll tell you what, you'd have one empty plate on your goddamn dining room table. You would be so malnourished because you didn't get your goddamn noun lunch. You're like, oh no, man, give me the, bring me the fucking noun lunch. I demand it. I must have it. Uh, yeah, so you're you're all very kind and and super nice to indulge me, and uh, and that's very nice, uh, and I appreciate it. And you're all the best people who I've ever met. Really, no, really, I I mean that sincerely. You're all the best people that I've ever met in my goddamn life. Ah, <laughs> uh, but we're vaccinated. Are you vaccinated? I hope so. I hope you got stabbed up. You got the fucking uh, the uh, the the insulin running through your veins, or whatever the fuck. The vax, the stab, the jab, whatever the fuck people are calling it. Everybody's cute. Again, I did the same thing. I posted myself with my card and my mask and, and I, and, and now everybody's done it and then, and everybody's made memes out of it. And then they're like, Oh, look at me. And then I got this and yay. I also got the shot and yay. And, and I like them all because I'm very happy because it's like all of us are emerging from this year long cocoon. Um, but again, it, it always strikes me as odd because I, it's so, you know, we're Facebook, social media, all of that is just this, this coming together of everybody on the planet. Like, all right, I'll tell you this. This, uh, this happened last night, uh, well, two hours ago. <laughs> uh, I saw a story that uh, Ted Nugent wound up getting. Uh, he has COVID-19. And, and I saw it. And, and look, I tweeted a joke about it. Yay, whatever. I thought it was a funny joke. But um, but then other people tweeted. Like, because I, I, all right, because right, here's, you see this happen. And immediately you go, all right, what are the jokes not to make? What are the jokes not to make? And clearly the joke not to make is uh is he got it from some kitty next door or he thought it was just cat scratch fever or you know what i mean like all of those things it, it, they, those are you ha- those are off limits you can't do them because it, here's why every fucking mushhead on on social media is going to make that joke every single one of them every, they're all COVID scratch fever they're, they're, that's that's where they're going because it is that is the low hanging fruit they walk up they pick it they type it they set it on and look also that's fine because that's what that's what the platform is built for nobody's looking for clever erudite me to come in and be like oh ha, ha, smoking a pipe and twirling my mustache wait till I get my take wait till I get wait till I sink my teeth into this juicy subject nobody gives a fuck about that it's Twitter bang 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 thumb 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 send uh, but that's the thing is you like to hold yourself to a higher standard. Certainly I do because I find myself thinking at some time, oh, I don't know that I'm sort of in the business of comedy, even though right now that seems to be the America's greatest export is that everybody in the world is funny. And oh, aren't they? <laughs> I, I love everybody just fucking encroaching and just going, look at me. I'm hilarious. Die in a fire. You fuck. Um, 
but I, so I, but that's, you know, t- Nugent got sick and I immediately, every, you know, everybody's going to go with the fucking cat scratch fever bullshit. You know, that's what's going to happen. And, uh, and sure enough, uh, I saw the story and then I clicked on it and then, and everybody, everybody in the comment section, I heard he got it from a kitty next door. And then uh, someone underneath that with an arrow going this and someone going, I came here just for this tweet. Ha ha. i just for this joke. Boo hoo. And, uh, just, oh my God, every, everybody here we need, you know what we need? We need like a funny guy. Who can we pick? Like Chris Rock. Is he is he the best? Uh, who's the like the funniest dude in the world right now? I mean, Brian Regan's fu- and it's all different levels of funny and stuff like that. Mulaney's fucking great, but he's still in a fucking cocaine prison. What the fuck happened to Mulaney? How much rehab are you doing for fuck's sake? How 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 far off the wagon did you fall that we haven't seen you in fucking with five months now? And I don't know what they fucking do at the at, at Rainbow Gardens or Betty Ford's vagina, whatever the fuck. I don't even know what they're called anymore. But it's always some fucking clinic where they're like, yeah, everybody goes in there and then some orderly sit on you. And then eventually somebody smothers you with a pillow and the chief throws a sink out the, uh, out the fucking window and runs into freedom. <laughs> Maybe Mulaney's doing that. Maybe Mulaney's playing fucking poker with Martini and just going, hey, bet a dime. Uh, you know what? I bet a nickel. Martini, it's not a nickel. No, I bet a nickel. That's not a nickel. That is shit. He throws it at him. Uh, maybe, but you know what I would picture in, in cuckoo's nest though, is there any doubt Mulaney would be Bill Bibbit? I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that Mulaney would be Billy Bibbit in that, in that menagerie. I mean, he'd be funny and stuff, so he'd be very Nicholson, but I don't see him as being a, a dangerous scamp. Although I'll tell you what, if you're in fucking rehab for nine months or whatever the fuck it's been so far, maybe you're more dangerous than I thought. I mean, I, what, cause again, what are you doing? I mean, you know, there's cocaine and yeah, they bring you in and they give you a talk and you, you go through the rigmarole and you read the passages of the book and, 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 and everybody confesses the worst thing they did and they slept in an alley. I don't know, whatever. Good for you. But, but he, I mean, if he's there five months, man, was he, was he a heroin addict? Was he doing laudanum? Like what the, what the fuck is this dude doing? Uh, cause that, cause I'll tell you what, that is far too talented a fucking guy to lose that guy is too fucking great we can't lose him right there's there's so many other fuckheads who should be dead or fucking committed to a jail or people we never hear from again and then you got that guy who's who's just this incredible he's not even a breath of fresh air he's a tornado of fresh air john mulaney is fucking brilliant and then unfortunately he winds up getting uh he's dancing with mr brownstone him and axel and then he winds up in a fucking cocaine jail now and he's like everybody's like oh we'll fix him we'll get him squared away what if he and then and then i'm familiar with this okay what if he's thinking like man if i quit this i won't be funny anymore maybe this is the thing that fueled it maybe this is the thing maybe he would you know binge on uh, you know he'd have he'd have fucking ragers and then he'd fucking write you know and maybe he thinks oh man what if i what if i clean up but then i'm not funny anymore because i know that's a real thing like i've i've had i had that with rage uh i was like man i you know if i lose if i if i'm like not mad anymore then what makes me funny i can't be funny if i'm not fucking mad uh but as we've learned i i can get i can get mad at pancakes i mean who the fuck cares you know what i mean it's like i i, I used to think oh no i've got to be fucking vengeful and rageful and that's what makes the funny god damn it and then you'll tune in and i yell at baked beans for nine minutes it's like what the fuck this guy's not mad about anything really He's just a crank. That's what, that's what I am. I'm a fucking crank. <laughs>
You know what? I'm so glad they invented podcasting, so I'm not writing letters to the editor. Dear sir, these baked beans seem to be neither baked nor bean. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm mad at Vandekamps. That's who I am. I'm 53 and just trapped in an apartment and never going outside because the filthiest chairs in America are out there lying in wait. And instead, I'm just typing out missives because I'm angry at the people over there at Bush's. Hey, <laughs> Dear sir, the dog in your commercial is cute. However, the amount I enjoy your dog is directly proportional to the amount that I dislike your product. Beans? I've never heard such slop called beans before. How dare you hang a name on them? (laughs) You know what? There's actually maybe there's money in being the mad at beans guy. I don't know. Maybe I can turn that into something. You guys think there's anywhere I can go where I can be the mad at beans guy and get fucking hired? I need a gig. (laughs) Ah, Christ. Vaccinated. And, st- and, st- and you know what? Look, I'm emerging from the cocoon as we all are. We're all we're all like wide eyed and, and rubbing our eyes like bears coming out of a cave right now. And all of us are just, you know what? We're just going to go, you know what, man? Let's just go eat our body weight and salmon and pussy. Let's fucking do this. It's been a year. We've been hibernating in a cave. Let's go fucking get this squared away. Let's just eat our body weight and salmon and pussy. Let's fucking do it. Um, which I would love to do. I would, you know, wouldn't I? I would love it, except I'm terrified to leave my home <laughs> because now I've, my brain has decided, no, this isn't bad. You know, I've talked before. It's like, oh man, I, I want to go outside, but also I'm terrified because I don't know how to go outside anymore. I don't know what to do. And that's horseshit. Like I said, this is the first Monday of the rest of my life. And, uh, and I wind up distracting myself with everything to avoid doing things. Cause this is I, dudes. All right. This is completely true. Like, here's how I avoid work. All right. You want to know how I avoid work? Because because I I've tell, I tell myself nobody wants to hear me do a show. And, you know, I, I know it's dumb. Whatever. Fuck. I know because I know I'm wrong. And now now that I'm in the middle of doing a show, I'm like, hey, I for, hey, I remember how to do this fucking show. I'm actually good at this, which is stupid and weird. And you guys are all like, oh, my God, what the fuck? But but I know. And but I mean, do you ever have a crisis of conscience? Let me ask you this. If you're at your gig and you're doing what you do, if you're doing something. If you're closing a big deal. Uh, over over fucking gimlets down at fucking uh, the the XO Steakhouse or whatever the fuck, and do you think to yourself, oh man, I don't I don't know exactly what I'm doing here. This is fucking weird. It's something you've done your whole life. It's something that's built into your muscle memory, and then you're like, fuck. It's like I told you with with driving. When I would drive, when I was doing Uber shit and stuff like that, I'd be driving, and then you'd be driving for like eleven hours. You know, I'd be driving all fucking night or whatever the fuck, and picking people up and dropping them off, whatever. But occasionally, then I'd be on the freeway, and for some reason, I'd be seized. And I've talked about this on the show before. Yes, I know. Don't fucking yell at me, but I got to bring it up now for new people because I know there's new people, right? After <laughs> with my new schedule, I'm sure people are just breezing by. Well, that's actually a lie. People on Twitch are tuning in anyway. What the fuck? So when I would drive, there'd be these moments where I'd be on the freeway and then I would, uh, I would think about what I was doing. And I, and I know you're like, well, you always think about what you're doing. Well, not, no, not really. Sometimes you just do stuff. You know what I mean? You, you go, you get up, you take a shower, you go check the mail, you sit down, you read, you go back out, you say hi to somebody. You're on autopilot a lot of the time in your life. And when you're driving, that's also the case. I mean, you're paying attention to traffic. You're seeing your mirrors. You're at 10 and two, whatever the fuck. But you also relax. You got your radio going. You're not really, you're not thinking about driving because you've driven for so fucking long. It's baked in. It's part of your existence. Now it's what you do. I go out. I step on the brake. I punch the 
button to start the car. I back out, make sure my fucking passenger side mirror doesn't catch on the fucking post of my goddamn carport. I back out enough to where I cut an angle, but then I have to pull forward a little because I don't want to hit the building, but I can't pull out if there's a whatever the fuck. I, it's all this. It's just mental memory. And then you punch the button for the carport. You drive out the gate, whatever. So. I, and, and you just do it. So I'm an Uber too. I'm pulling up. I'm picking people up. I'm driving them here or there or whatever the fuck. I'm looking at the phone, trying to keep track of the route, listening to music, whatever they want to listen to. And then, uh, but I would find myself, I'd be on the freeway. This happened a few times. And I, I would go, I would start to think about, I would really think about what I was doing. I, I wasn't thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm driving. I got to get this guy home. I would think that I was in a, uh, you know, probably a thousand pound hunk of metal. Uh, and, and it was, and I'm going, I'm going 75 miles an hour and I'm not alone. I'm surrounded by, by other people in hunks of metal going at varying speeds, whether it be 75 miles an hour to match me or 80 miles an hour to pass me or 55 miles an hour to get in front of me and annoy me. And, uh, and by the way, I'm controlling all of this with my feet. I, I, I barely trust myself to stand up these days. And I'm now, I'm now piloting a 1000 pound, essentially a bullet. This is a bullet. It's, it's, I'm, I'm in a thousand pound bullet going 80 miles an hour surrounded by other bullets, all going 80 miles an hour. And, and, and I would, I, uh, this, it would just bring this intense wave of what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? Only crazy people would do this. Who does this? Why are you? And I, and I, and I would really sweat. And, and I mean, physically, like I would start to break out in a sweat and I'd, and then I'd grip the, you know, cause I usually just drive my left hand. I just do. I, my, you know, I got my left hand up on the, on the, on the wheel and my right hand is whatever the fuck it's in my lap, whatever I'm doing with it. Don't ask. Uh, but that controls the phone and the radio and all that other bullshit. I'm not a 10 and two guy. I'm a 10 guy. My hand's a 10, but, uh, and occasionally my hand will be at, uh, at nine. It'll slide down there. Occasionally, I'll have my hand at seven, but it's usually my left hand that's doing the driving. It's not even usually. My left hand does all the fucking driving. Uh, but then when I would have these thoughts where they would flash over me where I was out on the concrete, I'm driving 80 miles an hour on a bullet and I'm trying not to fucking hit other bullets. Uh, I, I would fucking, I, I would panic and I would reach out and I would then, then I would go 10 and two. Then I would hold the wheel. And then I would start to really concentrate on what I was doing and start looking at people and, and it, it, you know, don't do this. I don't recommend this because if you, if you do that, if you start thinking about your driving and what's going on and what the people around you are doing and you hold the wheel tightly and you start to go, all right, mirror here, mirror there, take a look, this guy's here. Uh, you will freak yourself the fuck out. I mean, cause when you're just driving, you're driving, that's fine. Go ahead and be driving. That's totally cool. But if you're not, if you start to intensely think about things, if you're not just doing it and you're actually concentrating on what you're doing, Jesus Christ. And I told you, I would have this thought where I would be like, man, you know what? If I sneezed, uh, I, I could, and like a bad one, like somehow I, and I, my eyes closed or something, somebody could cut in front of me and I could smash into them or even worse. You know, (laughs) I'm thinking I could smash into them if I sneezed or I could run off the road or any of those things. But then even worse, what I would think was, Hey, what if everybody else in these other bullets fucking sneezed and then they fucking converged upon me and I got smashed because you don't you don't control anybody else in these other fucking vehicles. You don't control anybody. All you can control is yourself and hope. And man, hope is in short supply a lot of times at 80 miles an hour for fuck's sake. If you think about it, if you don't think about it, then you're fine. You're just fucking cruising. It's totally cool. 
But if you if you ever really think about what the fuck you're doing, you're like, oh, my God, I'm just this is terrible. I can't understand what I'm doing. I could kill myself and others by by not paying attention. But then you overly pay attention and then you could really kill everybody because you're gripping the wheel like you're fucking a drug addict trying to get a fix. It's terrible. So you're gripping the wheel like you're Mulaney on his way to rehab. What a drag for that guy. You know what? Fucking young. The whole world on his fucking on the tip of his goddamn tongue, shoulders, cock, whatever the fuck. He owns it. A woman he loves. He loves his wife. He just he fucking just adores her. He posts about her all the time and stuff. And he's and also he's highly respected by everybody in the industry. Everybody knows. And then you're like, then he gives into this fucking to. I don't want to say weakness. That's a bad word to use in that addiction, I guess. Just call it that, you know, because that's what it is. And he'd been through it before because that's the thing. He'd been through it and then he kicked it. And I don't know if it was booze too. It was booze and and Coke, right? I think it was. The fuck do I know? And why, why am I am I Gladys Kravitz all of a sudden peeking in fucking John Mulaney's goddamn window blinds? Leave him the fuck alone. Let him get better. Why did he come up? I didn't, why did I even bring his name up? I can't remember. Ah, look at me drinking water on the air. Uh... Because I was talking about getting the funniest guy in the world to do something, right? <laughs> I don't know what it was. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Exactly. Because my first thought was Crick Rock, Chris Rock, and then I went to Mulaney. And because I was talking about everybody in the fucking world is funny. Ho, ho, hilarious. Oh, look at me. I've made a meme. Isn't it great? Uh, and I, do, I don't understand people that do dumb shit like this to make memes. Like I saw, I saw some dumb thing on like Facebook where somebody, and again, this is, this is, you're not, you're not impressing anybody. Somebody made brown it's a meme but whatever somebody made brownies but they made the brownie in like a a mold pan so that was like a corn cob mold pan like i guess you would make a corn cob looking cake or corn in the cob fucking decorative i don't fuck i don't even know what it was for but it was some tin some muffin tin or some cake tin that was that would turn your cake into a fucking ear of corn well this person of course put brownie batter in it with fucking walnuts or whatever the fuck and then they baked it and then they they made a meme out of it they put all the brownies on a plate and then they put the tin next to it and they said i didn't have a cake pan or a brownie pan so i had to use this tin and now nobody at the party wants to eat my brownies Ugh. and uh because they look like fucking shit logs you know, that's the thing is the brownies are filled with nuts and then they're, they're, you know, like a, like an ear of corn, but they're bumpy and stuff. It just, it just absolutely the worst low hanging fucking fruit in the goddamn world. And I, and I saw somebody, po- I forget who posted it and whatever the fuck, if you like that kind of thing, good for you. And I, cause I, I can't, imagine, look, you might like me. You might not like me. I don't fucking know, but why are you listening up to this point? We're, we're we gotta be 20 minutes into this fucking thing. Now, <laughs> if you, if you're, you're gone by now, if you listen to 20 minutes in this and you're still here, then I guess you like me. But if you also like the shit brownies, good for you. I suppose I can't tell people what to like and what not to like. This is the, this is the dichotomy of me. I'm like, that sucks, dude. That fucking blows. How could anybody like that? And then in my brain, I gotta go. I don't know. I maybe people like stuff. Just fucking relax. What what do you give a fuck what people like? If somebody likes shit brownies, they like shit brownies. But here's what I see in it as a comedian person. And I, I, you know, that's and that's who I that's all I am. All right. When I see that sort of thing, that means that somebody in their brain went, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make some brownies that look like shit. And their buddy is just like, oh, man, why don't you just make brownies that taste good? And you're like, no, no. These brownies are going to look like shit. And he goes, well, like what? Like, you're going to drop them? Like, what are you going to He goes, no, no, no. I mean, these brownies are really literally going to look like shit. 
what do you like? How are you going to just cook a pile of uh, the batter? No, no, man. I got get this. I went to the store yesterday and I bought a fucking tin that uh, that makes corn on the cob shaped cakes. Why? Why would you do that? Because, man, because I'm going to make shit brownies. It's going to be an awesome fucking meme, dude. And then that dude had to go to the store. He bought the tin. He saw, you know, he's even in the store. He's like, oh, man, look at this dumb tin for corn on the cob. Wait a minute. Hold on. Corn. Shit. There's shit in corn or corn and shit. What if I made brownies that look like shit? And then he he's, he can it's like that's your, your dude. Who are you if that's your eureka moment? We we used to make steel in this country. <laughs> Fucking Einstein was he was a patent clerk. And what did he have? Like he invented a bomb and he came up with the theory of relativity. All, all these fucking dudes like invent aren't you embarrassed to be Thomas Edison invented like two things and then stole a bunch of stuff from Nikolai Tesla. Aren't you aren't you embarrassed you're not either of those guys? Nikolai Tesla invented the light bulb and then Thomas Edison stole electricity and the light bulb and then had to make a movie about it because because he stole he also stole Tesla's movie camera idea and then he and then he filmed himself going look at all the shit I invented and they're like dude not only did you not invent this shit but you're filming yourself with something else that you didn't fucking invent plugged into a wall with some current that you certainly didn't invent it was invented by fucking Tesla. And and everybody's and, but it doesn't matter. The one who tells the story is the one who fucking gets to be the king. And that's it. They had Tesla thrown into a fucking jail somewhere and he didn't get to tell anybody that he invented the fucking toaster and now he's sad. Tesla's bummed. Go read up on him. Read up on Tesla. That's a guy who invented shit. Guy came he invented like that carving knife that your fucking dad would use at Thanksgiving, the electric carving knife. Well, he invented the electricity that runs it for fuck's sake. Which by the way, I got <laughs> Let me ask you this. Who's the guy using a knife and goes, man, this knife is awesome. It is it is effective. It carves a turkey like no other. But you know what would be better? If somehow we got this fucking knife to not run manually and I could plug it in and run it on electricity. How lazy are you, you fuck? You know, I hate sawing my arm back and forth. You know, the first guy who thought of that wasn't even a turkey guy. That had to be a murder guy. That'd be a Dahmer motherfucker who's just like, you know what, man, I am exhausted from sawing off limbs all day. Do you know how hard it is to cook a forearm after you've chopped it off? You're, you don't want to do a fucking thing. I'll kill dudes. I'll cut off their arms and their legs. And I, I sleep for like 12 hours because I'm fucking exhausted. And by then, you know, the meat's going bad. It's fucking terrible. So uh, what I need, I need an electric fucking knife so I don't have to work so goddamn hard. It had to be a murder, dude. It had to be. There's no way it wasn't. Nobody, because nobody ever sliced a roast and went, this is fucking awful. Who did that? Who's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and slice this roast up. <laughs> if you're out of breath slicing a roast, you need to fucking find a gurney. Don't, don't invent an electric knife. Jesus Christ. What a weird thing to invent. We need to invent the electric knife. Yes, we do. Certainly. And, and, and eventually we'll invent the Nerf gun. Let's go ahead and get that going. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I need, I need an ax. That is so big it can kill three people at once. Can I can I get an axe? Can I get you know what? Can I get a guillotine with seating for four? Let's make that. I need it to be as convenient as possible to murder as many people as I can in a small time frame. Let's fucking get this done. And now we're back to Einstein, who invented pushing a button and having a bomb blow up two million guys. But you, you, Einstein did that. Einstein came up with a bomb, him and Fat Man and Little Boy. They fucking invented a bomb. They blew the fuck out of everybody. And you're like, wow, I respect that. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to put walnuts in shit brownies. That dude was in the fucking store. 
He was seized by his fucking. That was like I said. That was his eureka moment when he saw the ten in the store. He's like, who the fuck would ever buy it? Make a cake that looks like a fucking ear of corn. Wait a minute. What if you made a devil's food cake? Wait a minute. What if you made brownies? Hold the phone, Chuck. What if I put nuts in the brownies to make it look like a real nutty piece of corn shit? Oh, Christ. How do you have friends? And then not only that, he did it. He bought the tin. He brought it home. And then he had to buy the brownie mix. This motherfucker brought the bounty mix. He brought the fucking the, the walnuts and shit. Told his friend about it. His friend, even his friend was like, I'm leaving, man. I'm not cooperating in this meme bullshit. Uh, and then this dude made the shit brownies. He fucking and he's and this dude is laughing the whole time because he's so simple. He is. He is so single digit IQ. This motherfucker. He's he's drinking like 14 cans of beer. He, he drinks a 12 pack and then two more for good measure. He drinks the Pabst, the blue and the fucking ribbon. He knocks it all down, chugs it, baby, as he makes the shit brownies and he can't contain his glee. He's jumping up and down in his kitchen. He keeps opening the, the oven and even his fucking buddy is just like, hey, man, you, you you can't keep opening the oven. They'll never cook that way. This dude's like Ed Grimley on Christmas morning. He's like, oh, oh, I must say, oh, they must be done. I must say he's fucking keeps opening the fucking oven. Finally, finally, he pulls him out. He doesn't want to let him cool off, but he has to. Let's him cool off, stacks him on a fucking plate, washes the tin, and then he has to find then he has to do the photo op. Then he's like, oh, you know what I gotta do? I gotta get a photo of this. I gotta get a photo of these shit brownies with this fucking shit tin that I bought. And he does it. And then he posts it. And then I have to see it. That's the kind of stuff I have to see. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. You know, if you watch the social network, it was all about guys trying to talk about girls. That was it. Pussy rules the world. We've talked about this a million times. So Zuckerberg tried to invent a fucking thing where everybody was just like, all right, let's talk about girls. Let's talk about pussy. Let's do that. And uh, and it was fine. And then, he, you know, he, he fucked over the Winklevoss twins and their other buddy and he stole all their shit. And then uh, and did he did he ever think, you know, did he ever think to himself, you know what, eventually, I mean, this is about girls now. But I'll tell you what. You give this 20 years. And I'll have motherfuckers making shit brownies in their kitchens and posting them on here. Yeah. Yeah. For goddamn laughs. And people will crack up. People will think it's the best thing they've ever seen. Anybody Mike Schmidt went to high school with is going to love the fucking shit brownies. It's going to be the greatest thing. It's going to go around. People are going to go, I can't believe it. It's hilarious. And, and look, by the way, I saw this on Facebook and there's a good chance the person who posted it is listening to this right now. now and again, as I've said, if you enjoy the shit brownies, good for you. I, I'm, I'm not here to take away your love of shit brownies. I'm not here to be a guy who's like, yeah, no, that's wrong. You should never do it. I mean, would I do it? No, I wouldn't. I mean, that's not even low hanging fruit. That's, that's the fucking fruit that fell off the tree and turned moldy in the yard. That's, that's the, that's the fucking fruit that's on the ground that a rabbit walked up to. And he's like, I'm not going to eat this fucking orange. It's nasty. And he walks away, but you, you love it. You love, if you love the shit brownie, love it. Be you. Yell to the heavens how much you love the shit brownie. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to judge you. You can do what you like. Because obviously if you're, you know what, if you've listened to this show and you like me on Facebook and we're friends, then, uh, then you like me in some capacity. So I don't want to fucking turn you off and send you running in the other direction. You've been kind enough to go ahead and listen to this fucking show. Now that it's coming out on the most weird fucking podcasting schedule in the history of the fucking medium. Hey man, this is a Thursday show. Well, it's maybe a Friday show. Could be a Saturday show. Sometimes a Sunday show. You know what? Stick around for Mondays. You know what? Let's do this. Let's try a Tuesday show for once. Maybe that'll be good. 
uh, <laughs> you're very, you're very kind. So I don't mean to tear apart your love of the shit brownie. Yeah, that's good for you. But I, I must say, I just, uh, for me, I don't get it. I, and again, I'm also a dude. I don't understand. I don't understand shit. Uh, I don't understand bodily function. I don't understand any of that stuff, but there are people that they swear by it. They think it's awesome. There, there is, there are, I guarantee you, there is a faction of people out there. Faction might be the incorrect word. Uh, a, a mob. I'll go with a mob. A faction is far too sophisticated for these people, but there is a, there's a mob of people out there who literally the word booger makes them fall down laughing. I guarantee you they're just like, Boo, <laughs> he said booger. Oh, those are in your nose. Ooh, hilarious. And then they just laugh and laugh and laugh uproariously. And then somebody smashes a beer bottle on their head. And then they smash a beer bottle on somebody's head. And then they go outside and they have a drinking contest with a tube and a funnel. Oh, Jesus. Good for you. Good for you, guy who likes boogers. You're having your fucking tube and funnel drinking contest. What a fucking drag. All right, people. I apologize. Yeah, I don't even know why I'm going bringing this in. But you know why? Because I saw this. I saw the shit brownies and they lurk in my brain. They lurked in my brain. So that's what we need. We need a funny arbiter. We need the funniest guy on the planet. I'm going to vote. You know, like I said, I, Chris Rock was my first thought. Um. I can't go Brian Regan. I can't go Seinfeld, you know, because these guys have this, this guys have mass, mass appeal. Stanhope, maybe, maybe I get Stanhope to do this. Uh, they need, they need to be like a Pied Piper of, of comedy and they need to play a flute and, uh, and it's such an enchanting flute song, but it's also funny. It's a hilarious, funny flute song, uh, but it's also enough with enough fucking like bass instincts like songs about shit and songs about cum and uh people are like this is awesome and they follow doug stanhope out of town and then he makes them jump off a cliff wouldn't that be great don't we need a pied piper because that's what uh, he the pied piper if i remember correctly he showed up and he's like hey you guys got a bunch of fucking rats here and they're like yeah these rats suck and he's like you know what i got a song that totally kills rats they're like really and he's like yeah man if i play my song rats will follow me all over the goddamn place and they'll die and everybody's like, fuck, we'll do that. Play that song, man. He's like, all right, but you got to pay me. And they're like, all right, well, man, what do I got to pay you? I don't even remember what the fuck they paid him. I, it was like some, they promised him the moon, certainly. They're like, dude, whatever the fuck you want is fine. Name your price, but play your rat killing song and get him the fuck out of here. So then he's like, all right, dee 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 I don't know if it was Elephant Walk that killed the rats. I got to be honest. But that's a catchy tune. You know what I mean? If you're if I'm a rat, I don't care if I'm rat, cat, bear or beaver. If I hear the fucking elephant walk, I'm going to hop to it. I'm going to me and my crew is going to get right behind the guy in the flouncy green outfit and the goofy ass jester shoes. And we're going to go ahead and follow him wherever he goes. We just fucking stride out of town. And if there's a cliff, I'm jumping off it. I'm a lemming. I'll be a lemming for the elephant walk. Me and my fucking crew. We don't give a shit about that. But that was the deal. He's like, hey, man, I'll get all these fucking rats out of town. It'll be fucking awesome. And they're like, cool. And then he's like, then you better pay me. And they're like, totally, we'll pay you. Why not? What, what makes you think we wouldn't pay you, Pied Piper? By all means, go ahead and crank up the rat killing song. <laughs> he's, he's like, rats, killing rats is my business. And business is good. And then he takes them to a cliff and all the rats follow him. And then they just plunge off of the cliff. And also, by the way, I don't, uh, I don't think the rats died jumping off the cliff. Because no animals die from a great fall. I, I, th- I'm, I feel confident in saying that. I'm no nature expert. But there are no, no animals die from a, from a high fall. I've seen cats jump off bookcases. And that, that's like 10 feet in the air. 
And a cat will just do like a barrel roll and get up and go, yeah, fuck yeah, I meant to do that, of course, meow. And you're like, God damn. So no animals die from a great fall. They all do the barrel roll. They do, they got, it's in their fucking bones. That's how they've lived for so goddamn long. They're just out there fucking rampaging everybody. They're just doing fucking, they're jumping off cliffs and shit and doing a fucking roll. Like if you're a gazelle, you ever see that's what happens if a gazelle, it, well, the old, all right, look, certainly cartoons have proved me right for years. Wiley Cody has fallen off how many cliffs and he's not died. He's not dead. No animals. They And so Warner Brothers, they knew it. Those are documentaries. Those are not fucking entertainment, entertaining shorts. That's a goddamn documentary. That's showing that a coyote can fall off a cliff. Uh, he can take a big ass rocket in the fucking mush. He can run into a wall painted like a goddamn highway and be fine. Animals are indestructible. They're like me. We're unkillable. Me, antelopes, jaguars, all of us, we can't die. Uh, now, see, I would die from a great fall, though. There's no doubt I would die from a great fall. But but I don't think other animals die from a great fall. Like I said, I've seen a, I've seen a cat just just leap off and give you the fucking knickerbocker twist with a smile and laugh at you and then just fucking meow his way off to fucking the scratching post, which is good for him. Uh, so I don't think animals die from a great fall. So there there right there. There's your flaw in the Pied Piper story, which was bullshit from the jump. But. He comes to town and he offers to get rid of the rats. And the people are like, fuck yes, man, do that. Play that fucking tune. Cranks it up. And, uh, and you know, there was one asshole in town who's like, hey, hey, fuckhead. We don't have elephants. We got rats. And everybody's like, shut up, you. Because <laughs> they don't realize it, that is a catchy tune, man. And rats and gnats and, and ducks and geese and fucking falcons and hawks and everybody is on their way out of town parakeets and cockatoos, barn owls and fucking vultures. Anybody's going to fly at it. Well, of course, let's put it this way. Do not hire the Pied Piper to rid your town of a bird invasion. Here's why. Because his whole strategy is to play his bullshit song. And uh, and get these animals to fall off a cliff. Now, again, I've already poked holes in that they're going to die off with the great fall because it doesn't happen. We know this. But I will tell you this. If he's going to play his song and then and like clean all the birds out of your town, if you got a bird, if you got a Hitchcock thing happening, if you've got a if Tippy Hedren is screaming in your town right now and you need to do something to clean up the birds, you need to, you need to get a fucking dude in a Peter Pan outfit with a flute. And you're like, you know what? Hey, man, let's get that dude to get all the birds out of here. I must warn you again. His entire strategy is to play his fucking bird killing song and then they follow him out of town and then he has him fall off a cliff. And I think you're way ahead of me on this. I think you've already realized that uh, that strategy's not going to work on birds. So all I'm saying to you is if he comes to town and he's like, hey, man, I can get rid of all these birds. Don't go. Yes, we'll pay you whatever you want. And then because the minute he hits one note, D, the second he hits that note, you owe him. There's no there's no backing out of it. There's none. You can't go. No, wait, we didn't mean it. Don't play the bird killing song because he's going to do it. He's going to be he's going to D and you're going to know. But then he's D, 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 D. And then he walks and the birds fly out of town with him and he gets to the cliff. And all they do is they fly and they take a right turn and they fucking double back. And now they crazily inhabit your town. Now they're mad. Now they die bomb you fucking guys. Now they now they're coming for your eyes. The birds are coming for your eyes. Put on some sunglasses because there's going to be beak, beaks galore dive bomb in your fucking skulls and then you'll die and then they'll peck around in your fucking mouth bones. Uh, but don't, so don't get don't hire the Pied Piper to clean your town out of birds, because, it, again, his entire strategy is to find a cliff and have them fall off. But but these guys had rats. So luckily they didn't have birds. They had rats so like, all right, dude, go kill the rats. Do it. And again, as I've mentioned before, I don't I I 
I contest the point that the rats would die from falling off of a cliff because because again, rats also are unkillable. How many times have you seen a rat eating pizza on the subway and then the train comes and the rat doesn't even fucking move and the train stops and then it goes again the other way and then it just the rat just looks up and he's like, huh? And he keeps eating his fucking pizza like he's still there. We know this. Rats are unkillable, but it doesn't matter. The Pied Piper's like, you know what? I'll get them on. Because all, look, really all you're trying to do for the, when you hire the Pied Piper is just get them out of your fucking town and hope the rats are stupid enough to not come back to your town. So that's what he does. Plays the song. And the rats follow him out of town, right? This is what happened in the story. And and the rats, uh, then they jump off the cliff. They're gone. And the, for, for the story's purposes, they're dead. We all know they're not. But in the story, they're all dead. And then the fucking Pied Piper comes back to town. He's like, hey, man, uh, how about my dough? And they're like, for what? And he's like, because I played my rat song. And, you know, to look around here, buddy, there's a it, look, look over there that you see that picnic table. Yeah. You see all that cheese? I do. Uh, well, that cheese wouldn't have been here about two hours ago if I wouldn't have taken this fucking ridiculous storm cloud hurricane fucking rat fest you had going on and thrown it off a fucking cliff with this lethal flute that I carry. How fucking weird is that? Pied Piper's got a lethal flute. What is he, David Carradine? So he's fucking, he's like, dee, 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 dee. And he comes back and he's like, hey guys. And the whole town is like thrilled. They're eating cheese in the open and they don't give a fuck. Now, and also they're throwing like fucking food on the ground because they know there's no rats there to eat it. They don't have to be clean anymore. See, if you've got a rat infestation, it should work toward making you keep your town clean. You need the rats. It's all part of the fucking, it's the circle of life, Right? Simba knows. So the Pied Piper comes back and he's like, hey, guys, uh, I, I took care of the rats. They're like, cool. Thanks, dude. And he's like, all right, time to pay me. Uh, and they're like, well, I, what are you talking about? And you said whatever I wanted, man. And I, you know, I wanted a million dollars and like a bunch of cheese and like all of your women got to come over here now and just fucking give me neuro massage. It's going to be fucking cool as hell. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, <laughs> calm down, Coltrane. Well, nobody said anything about any of this. And you're like, fuck you. He's like, I, you, you told me if I get rid of the rats, you'd pay me. They're like, run along. And then what this part, this part was in the story, but then they cut it out. Cause who wrote this hands, Christian Anderson or somebody. This was in the story. They then brought out a guy with his own flute and he tried to play a song to lure the pine piper away from town. <laughs> he was like, all right, do, 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 do. Do do he played take five by Dave Brubeck. He's like dee 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 dee, and he thought that would somehow lead the Pied Piper to jump off a fucking cliff. But no, man, you you can't beat the Piper at his own fucking game, man. Who do you think you are? You think you're announcing like the Piper? He's been doing this forever. You know how he's been doing. You know how long he's been doing this? Fucking, he's been doing this so long. He has a special outfit for it. Look at him. He's he's dressed like fucking D'Artagnan on on a fucking holiday outing, and that and you think that dude is gonna fall for your trick with the take five by Dave Brubeck? You think he's gonna jump off a cliff? That dude has special rat killing clothes. He wrote a rat killing song. You're not gonna bamboozle the fucking Pied Piper. So the Pied Piper's pissed. He's like, "You guys are supposed to pay me," and then the guy comes and goes, "Dee dee 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 whatever the fuck." And uh, and and it might, you know what? It may have even been Dave Brubeck himself. Let's be honest with ourselves. Dave Brubeck himself may have somehow thought he could go ahead and invest. Because there's look, it's obviously a lucrative industry. This this writing a song that'll kill things and then it'll follow you out of town and they all die. It's not bad. You can come in any town and say, Hey, I can get rid of all these horses if you want, which seems counterproductive. Quite frankly. Hey, what if I killed all your horses with a song? 
Man, nobody wants to do that. Well, there's one guy. There's one dude in town, and he's got a. You know what? He's also got a fucking outfit. <laughs> this dude. This dude not only has he wrote a song that kills horses. Then they follow him out of town, but he's got a special horse killing outfit on. Oh fuck that guy. The Pied Piper is a fucking stroke. But he's a genius because he's hit upon a business model that nobody else can encroach upon. Least of all fucking Dave Brubeck. That guy can't get it done. So fucking. But I just love the idea of the Pied Piper going to different towns and going, hey, man, what if I killed all your dogs with a song? They're like, wait, well, we like our dogs. You know, he could use that, that party for evil. He could use that. He could be doing bad things. He couldn't just be like, hey, man, I'll clean all the rats out of your town. He could show up and weaponize that fucking flute. And he'd be like, hey, man. Looks like you guys really like your dogs in this town. They're like, yeah. And he goes, well, if you don't want them all to fucking jump off a cliff, somebody better pay me some cash. So, like, you know what? This is really on the Pied Piper. He should have never offered to do the job of, like, making the rats leave because that that's just that's just a job. He should have gone in instead and he should have been like, hey, guys, uh, you know, if you if you don't want anything bad, this, this, is a, this is a nice town. It'd be a shame if something happened to your dogs. Like, he could go to every town. He doesn't have to find a rat infestation. This is what's good about the Pied Piper. He doesn't have to find a rat infestation. He could go into fucking any town and write a song about killing everything there. Hey, this is fucking awesome. Hey, it seems like you guys really like these parakeets. Everybody like, hey, you guys like your fish? We do. Well, I'll tell you what, you won't like them after this. He just fucking busts out a fish killing song and he's got a different outfit. Let me tell you something, man. If you see a dude coming to your town holding a flute and wearing the craziest orange pajamas you ever seen in your goddamn life, hide your fish. (laughs) hide your fucking fish man because that dude is coming town coming to town to do serious damage crazy orange pajamas and a weaponized flute let's fucking make this happen baby (laughs) so he takes the fucking rats and he leads them off the cliff and again they didn't die but the story said they did we know they didn't because animals do not die from a fall and then he comes back and he's like, hey, man, what's going on? And they're like, nothing. What's up with you? And he's like, all right, well, pay me. And they're like, no. And he's like, what? What do you mean? No. And they're like, why would we pay you? And you're like, because he's like, I took the rats on a fucking journey. Weren't you here earlier when you guys booked me to take the rats on a journey and fucking get rid of them? Look at your whole town now. It's fucking awesome. People are eating out in the open. Nobody's got rat bites. The fucking plague has dropped off like 17%. You guys, what the fuck? And they're just like, sorry, dude, can't help you. And then if I remember correctly, the Pied Piper went, all right, well, now this is happening. And then he busted out his fucking kid killing song, right? Didn't he do that? And he's like, Bob, uh, <laughs> he played master puppets on the flute and all the kids are like, oh, let's go. And he leads the kids out of town. Everybody's like, whoa, what's happening? Why are they going with fucking pajama man? And he's like, fuck you, fellas. I could have brought the rats back, uh, but instead I'll take your kids. And he takes them to the cliff and the kids all jump off the cliff. And again, we all know that people die if they fall from a great height. Animals don't. But I will say this. There is another flaw in this story. If somehow the Pied Piper played master of puppets and he drove all, all the kids out of the town and uh, and that he wasn't he wasn't thwarted by the Dave Brubeck take five guy who tried to be a Pied Piper Piper, which was not going to happen. You're not going to be you're not going to fool him. You didn't see him coming. Well, actually, that's bullshit. You saw him coming with his heart pajamas and his weaponized flute. But I mean, he he saw you coming. I guess we'll say it that way. So he wasn't going to get fucking thwarted by his own game. This guy's been this guy's been in the song that kills things game forever. 
As I said, he has an outfit for every single animal he could possibly kill. So you're not going to fool him with your fucking brew back. So take a fucking walk. So he takes all the kids and he takes them to the cliff and they jump the fuck off. Right. And uh, and like I said, here's the flaw in the story. They could die because humans, again, fall. They kill falling from a great height will kill a human. There's no doubt. However, this is really all dependent on two things. The height of the cliff. And exactly how many rats he took out of that town. Okay, because it, think about it. If he he played his fucking tune and he and he just let these these kids out and they all jump off the cliff, but at the bottom there's there's like two million squirming rats still alive because they did not die. Clearly they didn't from the Great Fall. And all these kids just landed. Now look, is it gonna be pleasant? No. No, it's not gonna be pleasant. These kids are falling in a pile of rat which is fucking bad for everybody. Nobody likes that. There's fucking plague and teeth and tails. And, and, and I got to be honest with you, those rats are not happy. They, they clearly not only, not only are you falling in a pile of rat, you are falling in a pile of unhappy rat. I, I would venture to say you're falling in a pile of angry rat and, and nobody wants that, but all the children in town go tumbling off the cliff. And if they fall into like a pile of, of 2 million rat who are just are angry and squealing, then there is a good chance there was some damage done to these children. Now, they may not have died because they landed on a on basically what is a rat trampoline. That's what it was. Well, I don't know if it's springy. Uh, it, it was more of a, a, a rat. What is it? What are the that big fucking thing that stunt guys fall in? You know, the thing they jump in and all the air goes out of it. Yeah, it was just like a, a big fucking rat cushion. Uh, and so a guy, the kids all landed on a big rat cushion. But the rats, if they're alive, certainly they're not going to be thrilled about any of this. And also... Don't tell me that these rats don't recognize these kids from the the town. So these kids land on the rats and the rats are like, what the fuck, man? Because they're they're all freaked out because they were hypnotized by the song. That's another thing. They're all hypnotized. by <laughs> They still got that running through their brains. They're shaking themselves out of the goddamn elephant walk fog fog. And, uh, and then all of a sudden they just get crushed by falling children. And they're like, what the fuck is happening here? And then that wakes them up. And they turn around and they look and they go, wait a minute, this is all the kids from the fucking town we were just at. And then then now you're in trouble because I don't know how many kids fell. I'm assuming it wasn't two million kids and two million rats. That's that's a battle you don't want to have. And also it's kids there because they think about this. The rats have had some time to recover. They've been at the bottom of the cliff and they've got elephant walks still ringing in their their ears. But these kids are still got master pups and they're fucking fogged up. So they land and when they land on the rats. Look, by the way, I will say this to you. If you jump off of a, a cliff and you land in a pile of two million angry rat, that's going to sober you up pretty quick. I got to be honest, that is going to wake you up about whatever slumber you had, whether it was with, with a magic flute or whatever the fuck. If you fall in a pile of angry rat, uh, that, that, that's going to make you go, what the fuck is going on? And, and, but at the same time, you're still a little weirded out because you don't know how the fuck you got there. You're starting to look around, but, but I would think that fight or flight kicks in and also possibly the instinct of survival. So you're like, man, we got to fight off these rats. But, uh, I mean, I, I just don't think 200 kids are any match for 2 million rats. 2 million rats are going to fucking school those kids. And that's even, let's even go this route. Let's say a million and a half of the rats are nice. They're like, they're good people. And they're like, ah, oh, man, we don't want to attack anybody. We just like eating cheese and living in barns. 
But then there's that fucking element, that fucking uh, Marlon Brando in the wild one. There's 500,000 shitty rats who are just like, you know what? Let's eat kids. And for years, for years, the other 1.5 million rats have kept that 500,000 rats in check. There's been free for fucking centuries. There's been 500,000 rats to the number, not 499,999 and not 500,001. There have been 500,000 rats in that town, in that area, who for centuries have been like, you know what? Let's eat kids. And the other rats are like, dude, fuck that, man. We, we eat cheese. We live in barns. Occasionally we'll have a banana or somebody will drop a tomato and that's fine. That's a treat. Um, we're not eating fucking kids. That just seems ridiculous. And, and, but these fucking, these 500, these half a million rats have been champing at the bit for centuries to get their fucking fangs into some kids. So they're out at the bottom of the cliff and everybody's, and look, it's chaos. Let's be honest with ourselves. There's 2 million rats who just woke up and don't have any fucking idea how they got there. They've got the fucking ridiculous song playing in their head, still the elephant walk. And that's sort of keeping them fairly hypnotized. But all they know is they followed some dude in crazy pajamas to a cliff and now they're on the bottom of it. And then they look up and it is nothing. It is raining kids and, 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 and go ahead and call the weather girls, man, and change the fucking song. It's raining kids. And they're falling on this pile of angry rat and 1.5 million. Like I said, if they were, if they were had their bearings, they could probably go, no, uh, ape must not kill ape and rat rat must not kill child or whatever the fuck. Um, but they're all screwed up. And all it's going to take is a faction. And again, I use that word again because I feel the rats are more sophisticated than the guy who made the shit brownies and laughed at them. Uh, there's a faction of crazy rat who uh, who wants there's a faction of kid killing rat who's so excited for this opportunity. And all they've got to do is just is just leap into action. They, they're going to because now these and because, again, like I said, what is it? What did I say? Two thousand kids, two thousand kids against two million rats. That's a. That's a mismatch. And even if even if one point five million rats are like the nice kind of rat who do, who cook you dinner, if they're just, if, you know, if those are like some fucking rat cooking fools or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? There's some some chef rats. If there's if there's one point five million chef rats and then there's five hundred thousand fucking T-birds from Greece rats, maybe they're not as tough as I thought. Let's go back. Let's change that. Let's let's make them. Like, who could they be like? What's a, what's a mean gang in the movies? I, my, my head goes to jets and sharks too. I don't even want to be that guy. I don't look, don't bring dancing into this. If, if cause that's going to change the whole fucking thing. Cause then we got the music, we got the flute, we got the crazy outfit. And now all of a sudden it's the mass singer and they're going to pull off some giant head and 2 million rats are going to pull over the stage, which honestly would not be a bad season finale. I, I'm going to tell you that right now. If somehow, if you told me, if you told me this, if I knew ahead of time that the season finale that the the big Captain Crunch who sings all show because again, you know there's there's a million people, and we got to watch it. And we got to go. Oh great, that was uh, this is Lee Soup Wang. He's one of the guys who escaped Jeffrey Dahmer, and he's you know they pull his head off, and he's like, hey, it's like whatever the fuck. They always get some weird nonsense. It's like oh this is Sam Donaldson's kid. Oh great, because again they're never gonna get anybody famous on there, and uh, and it sucks. It's gotta suck. The the fucking mass singer. That's that is the shit brownies of television shows. OK, but if you told me if you were like, all right, here's the thing. There's going to be 50 episodes of this fucking show. And it's and it's going to be Ken Jong trying way too hard. And uh, and all sorts of quasi celebrities coming out here and singing. Sarah Palin will do a shimmy. Now, by the way, you got me. A, I don't I don't let on for this, but if you've got I, I don't tell them that Sarah Palin doing a shimmy gets me in the door because I, I still She's still dirty and I would still rail her. But 
uh, I don't tell them that because I want them to still promise me more stuff. So they're like, all right, if you watch all 50 episodes, uh, you get a Sarah Palin shimmy. You get uh, various celebrities who are trapped in wells. And they, and they and now they, Jessica McClure is here. We take a giant head off of her. And uh, and here's here's what you want to do, too, by the way. You want to take the girl who was traumatized in her youth by being trapped in a small, dark place and put her in a dark, sweaty costume. That's what you want to do. Let's go ahead and put Jessica Smart or Jessica McClure. No, it's because uh, it was Amy's. Who was it? Kristen Smart? Whatever the fuck. Who cares? But it was Jessica McClure, the well chick. And uh, yeah, we're going to put her in a big fucking like a uh, uh, Crunchberry Beast outfit. And she's going to be trapped in a dark. <laughs> A, a confined dark space and uh, you know because we're thinking she's used to it she's thinking i never want to do this again and let's please make sure that jessica mcclure does not have a handgun inside the crunchberry beast outfit because she will start fucking shooting there's no doubt and uh and so i get a palin shimmy i get a jessica mcclure possibly melting down from being in a dark place and it's all these 50 episodes and they go but you have to watch every minute of it like and you have to you have to engage with it you have to social media you have to write about it um but we promise you this, the final contestant who comes out and sings, uh, when we take off its head, it will be two million rats packed into a costume and they will attack Jenny McCarthy. Well worth the investment of the time that I put in. I, I, I would watch a hundred episodes if you told, if you told me that the, that the masked singer would run for a hundred episodes and I had to watch every single minute, but that in that final segment, you would take the head off a costume and it was two million singing rats and they would tumble out and eat Jenny McCarthy. I, I watch it fucking twice. I don't even care. I would watch the first 99 and a half episodes and then stop it and go back and watch the 99 and a half episodes again and let it finish and watch the McCarthy fucking climax. That's it. I would, I would watch the savagery as two million fucking rats tore apart this weird fucking anti-vaxxing Marky Mark blowing ridiculously famous for no reason. Chick go, let's do it. Let's get, let's get 2 million angry rat to fucking eat Jenny McCarthy on camera. And I will watch all of the bullshit that comes before it. You won't be able to talk me out of it. I'm, I'm there. I'm gripped. I'm on board. I'm watching the whole fucking thing. In fact, I'm excited. (laughs) I won't even pretend that I'm not excited to fucking see this. If you guarantee me that ending, I'll watch I'll watch 50 episodes of her fucking cracking wise and Ken Jong pretending it's funny and some death row inmate doing fucking pop goes the world from the inside of a giant Keebler elf costume. I don't give a fuck. I will watch all 50 fucking episodes, two hour episodes, make him extend them. I don't give a shit. I'll watch every single episode you've got. If you guarantee me that ending, it'll all be worth it. I'll watch all 50 episodes just because I know no matter what happens in the final quarter hour of that 50th episode, whoever the fucking host is, Nick Cannon or whoever the fuck comes out and he goes, all right, our last contestant. And then you just hear and a costume full of rats goes to town on a playboy bottle blonde. Take her the fuck out, baby. <laughs> How's that for a fucking laugh breakfast? <laughs> you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm making myself laugh. Uh, I, st- I, I think I stuck the landing on this one. Yes, did I? I think I might have. I don't know. Uh, this is a lot of work. It's not. It's talking. But still, it's still talking. That's work. Shut up. Uh, Facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy, Twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm at Instagram and Snapchat 
at Mike40YOB. Uh, I'm also at TikTok at Mike40YOB. Am I? I think I am still. Uh, you know, but I see the people doing the TikToks and I'm like, I, I can't hang. I can't hang with the TikTok people. They do such really great work. There's a lot of funny stuff on there. It is comedy in the world have changed. It's not just all about shit brownies anymore, folks. I mean, we move on. There's a, there's a, there's a whole shit brigade on TikTok. I think Mex is leading them as a matter of fact. Um, but I might, but I see these people, it's like vine vine was like five second jokes. They were fucking awesome when they landed. Uh, and then there's people on TikTok using the medium in really incredible ways. What a fucking world changer that is. And I'm, I'm just an old man swimming in molasses, putting out a show, putting out a Tuesday show that was supposed to come out on Thursday. What the fuck? Will there be a new show in two days? Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm on Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok. Uh, at Mike four zero Y O B follow me on there. Send me, send me pictures of your breasts. Send me pictures of your sandwiches. Send me anything you got. I don't care the fuck I'm doing nothing. I'm, I'm vaccinated. I'm ready to go. Like I said, let's, let's break out. Let's make this work. Share with me your lives. Uh, follow me and friend me on all of those things. I'm there, right? Go ahead. Why not? What are you doing? Besides nothing sitting in your fucking house. You're doing the same thing I'm doing. So fucking reach out, reach out, reach out and touch someone, reach out, reach out and just say thank you. That was uh, AT&T slogan, I believe, when I was a kid, although it might have been Illinois Bell slogan when I was a kid. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, uh, AT&T wasn't AT&T, it was Illinois Bell. And then I moved out to L.A. and there was Pac Bell. And then they broke up the bells. You see what happens? You break up the bells, then you got T-Mobile and then you got fucking... Uh, the AT&T girl getting harassed by internet jagoffs. See, that's just, that's because they broke up the bells. If you don't break up the bells, uh, the, the girl from the AT&T commercial can live her life. She's a fucking comedian. She's an improv girl. She's hilarious. She was in a sketch where it was her and another girl and they were talking shit in a, in a break room. You ever see this sketch? It's fucking awesome. It's worth finding out. Cause again, I apologize. I don't remember her name. Her name's like Madagascar. It's some fucking crazy name. Uh, and it's, it's probably not that Malika who knows, but she was in a sketch and uh, it was in a break room and it was two employees and they're just kind of like, hi, how you doing? What's going on? And then they're talking and then they reach common ground where they're talking about an employee that they don't like. And they're like, oh my God, he's terrible. And then another dude walks into the break room and they clam up. And uh, he goes, hey, you guys, uh, you talking about Reginald? And they go, oh my God, yes. And then they all talk about Reginald. And then, uh, and I remember, well, I don't want to spoil it, but it's, it's really a, it's a funny sketch. And it evolves in a great way. And she's terrific in it. Just like she's terrific in these AT&T commercials. How terrible is it that your greatest professional triumph is it accompanied by just jagoffs harassing you because of whatever? And I, I'm not going to lend credence to it. I don't want to shed light on it by talking about what it is. But she's, uh, she's just terrific. She's so good. And, she's, and do you know what it's like? I've talked about it on here before. Like, to fall into one of those gigs where you're a recurring fucking character in a commercial that you're, you're, you're making bank, man. You're not only just making residuals, but they might sign you to some exclusive deal where you've got a fucking contract where they're paying you like real, look, you're making very good money in residuals. Usually if they're running your commercial a lot, but man, if you sign a fucking exclusive thing and she is with at t she's a spokesperson. It's like the fucking, uh, uh it's like flow. Stephanie Courtney, who's also fucking hilarious and terrific and funny and nice. And then she falls into the flow from progressive thing. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. Pay me. I'll do this. It's fucking awesome. And then she's great in the commercials uh, or, or fucking uh, who's the other idiot. The sprint guy, that fucking guy. Nobody likes that guy. Then he jumped the ship. 
He, he was a, he was a Sprint guy, and now he's a fucking a Verizon dude or T-Mobile. I don't even know what are those. I don't even know what those are. I, I hear those like Verizon. Everybody told me to switch to Verizon. I, I'm an AT and T guy. Look, I just have been. And should I switch? Probably. But I have a SAG discount with them, and it just seems like it's like why that's too much hassle. And you know me, I don't want to fucking do anything. I want to make a call to AT and T and make a switch. And then try to call somebody else and negotiate. I don't want to fucking negotiate a new phone deal. Jesus Christ. You know what? Here's my phone deal. I know where it is and I know that it works. There you go. That's it. That's all I signed up for. I, I have unlimited data and, and that's all I need. That means I can fuck around and, and just sit there and stare at my phone for hours and hours and days and weeks. I could be on a desert island and stare at my fucking phone forever. I could if If I have a charger and a phone, I will never be bored. I, I have infinite possibilities in my hand because I pay for the unlimited data. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I always laugh like, in my mind when I hear those people who are like, oh my God, yeah, no, my data's running out. Oh my, oh, my phone's getting slow. Oh, they're throttling me. I'm like throttling you. And look, I'm not Daddy Warbucks, whatever. But you just choose your battles. I want unlimited data, so that's what I pay for. And I get a decent deal on it. My phone bill's not bad. All right, it's kind of bad. I mean, it, it is certainly. But it's not like when you get cable and you get 8 million cable channels and there's fucking what? It's like $175. I heard a direct TV, like $230. I don't know why I just raised it $45 in a second, but I did. You know why? Because I'm AT&T. They own direct TV now. That's why they just fucking blasted you. They were like, hey, it's $175. You sign on the dotted line, and, you're like, and they're like, hey, it's $225. You're like, what happened? Oh, sorry, man. We just had to raise it $50. Bucks. Uh, the ink charge for the pen you just used to sign it. <laughs> and then Satan pulls off his mask and laughs in your face because he works for all those motherfuckers. Anytime you got to sign a contract, that guy, whoever's doing it, whoever's sitting there with you when you're buying a fucking car, whether, you, whether you're buying a fucking phone, whatever, any agreement that you're forced to sign, it, it's Satan. Satan is there lurking. He's got red horns underneath a human mask and he's ready to laugh in your fucking face. It's just going to happen. Just, just lay back and fucking enjoy it. Satan's going to pitchfork you right in all your holes and you're just going to go, yep, that's cool. It's fine. I needed to sign this agreement. The fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm on uh, Snapchat and, and Instagram and all those fucking places. Find me. I'm there. I'm cool. I'm, I'm not if I'm cool, but I'm there. I'm your friend. I'm your pal. I'm a bitch. I'm a liar. I'm a friend. I'm a lover. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. I'll show you no restraint. I don't know if those are the words. I'm making them up. Uh, who sang that song? Cause there's a, uh, you know what, you know, what's funny. I, <laughs> this is so bad. This is how my brain works. I'm like, who sang that song? And I was going to say black velvet sang it because I thought of the song black velvet by Alana miles. And I don't think Alana miles sang bitch, but she sang, uh, you know, black velvet and a little girl smile. I tell you, you know, that's a song that'll get some rats off a cliff. You got to learn how to play that on the flute. If you can learn to play that on a flute, you'll get a lot of things off a cliff, but the Piper's got it down. He's got a song for every animal. Uh, dude, I'm, I got to be honest. One of the funny things I ever said is a dude who comes to town in orange pajamas, hide your fish. <laughs> or a dude who comes to your town, he's like, hey, you guys want me to kill all your horses with a song? <laughs> this is this show's legendary. Wasn't it worth the wait? Maybe. I don't know if it was or it wasn't. But Jesus Christ, that made myself laugh. Like last week, I was world building with the hamster and the bullshit. And now we just re rewrote the fucking Pied Piper. This is what happens when you don't leave your apartment, when you have no life to tell you about. See, I don't punch anybody at the bank anymore. So you get me fucking rewriting the Pied Piper thing. And now in my brain, I'm like, would that work on stage? And then I'm like, no, it would not. That absolutely would not work on stage. It's too fucking peripatetic. It would just like, it would throw people for a fucking loop. It's just, it's, uh, it's, I will say this, you know, Facebook has those memories that they show you. 
And uh, and Lily one time, there was a girl who came and re- renewed me, re- reviewed me in San Francisco when I did uh, Success is Not an Option the first time. I did the two nights. And people were super great. Everybody came to town. It was totally fun. And you can come see me again in July at Zany's. I'll tell you more about that on the other side. But July uh, 8th, 9th, and 10th? Yeah? Or 18th, 19th, 20th? No, 8th, 9th, 10th. I'm pretty sure it's 8th, 9th, 10th. Um... But she wrote she wrote that I was a storyteller and she said that I was a, an Aurora Borealis on stage. Uh, and I was just kind of like all over. And I was like, I like that description. That was a pretty cool description. I've had some pretty cool descriptions of me from reviewers. I never got a bad review of the live show. That would have sucked. You know, because you know me. I don't even, I don't want anybody saying bad things. Just love me. And say, like, how hard is that? Could you just love me, please? Could you just, you know, even if you hated the Pied Piper thing, write me a note that just goes, man, I love that Pied Piper thing. Here's what you do. Do this for me. Write me an email and just I literally in the body of the email, it just says, man, I love that Pied Piper thing. And that's it, because then I'll know you hate it. That that shows me you hated it. But if you liked it, then feel free to engage me in some further discourse. But if if you hated it, just write, man, I love that Pied Piper thing. <laughs> I got to tell you, your opinion won't matter to me because I absolutely loved it. This dude in crazy pajamas comes to your town. Hey, man, you want me to call your horses with a song? Look, man, I'm the fucking talent. We can't argue about this, right? Whether the show comes out on a Thursday or a Tuesday or whatever the fuck it comes out, I'm the goddamn talent and everybody knows it and that's the fucking best. Uh, What was I saying? Uh, Oh, hey, thanks to our buddy Ryan who does uh, uh, all the web stuff for us. Uh, And then, of course, our buddy KC who was doing YouTube stuff. I got to write him an email probably see how he's doing. And then uh, our buddy Max is out there lurking, doing things that only he can do. Uh, Who's Max, you ask? Well, I'll tell you this right now. It's our friend David Max Hernandez. He's out there. uh, He's, as I've mentioned, a renaissance man of sorts. He is taking care of all sorts of business every day. He is taking all sorts of business every way. He is out there creating. uh, Well, first of all, he does this. He's on Facebook. You can find him on Facebook. Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Reach out. Reach out and touch someone. Don't do that. Uh, find him, be his friend there at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. And then you enter a world of pure imagination. He'll, you can go to his house. You can lick his wall and the snozberries taste like snozberries. And maybe you'll get stuck in his chocolate pipe. Wouldn't that be good? Uh, become his friend at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. And then you are again, like I said, then you're in the club, bro. You get the handshake, the whole fucking deal. Uh, and then you'll see about his closed group that he's got. What? He's got a closed group on Facebook. It's called This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. And uh, and and he's now he's now leading the ch- like he's rallying people to go post on people's walls if they're mean to other members. I, I look, I don't know, man, I I can't get involved in this kind of stuff because if, uh, he's he's just going to get a felony charge at some point, And I can't be I can't be around that. I'm old. I can't go to jail. I can't go to prison. I'm too pretty. I'll get raped. Uh, what's that from? Do you know? I bet you do. I can't go to prison. I'm too pretty. I'll get raped. Uh, <laughs> do me a favor. Write, the, write me an email and just, and just write who said that and then go, man, I really love that Pied Piper thing. And I know then you hated the Pied Piper thing, but you know your trivia. Um, so, so I can't be involved in his felonious activities online, constantly harassing salespeople who call his house or Jehovah's Witnesses who knock on his door or uh, anybody online who, who would bugger to start a fight with him or beggar beggar to start a fight. I don't know the words. I don't think it's bugger. Uh, it's not booger and it's not bugger, 
Bugger is, like I said, then you're stuck in this chocolate pipe. And and Bugger, as we know, is for the simple. Uh, it, I, I was just, you know what? I was watching poker the other day. Watching poker? I was probably playing it too, but I was in the Zoom is what I mean. And my friend, one of them, we were talking about WKRP and they said, and they were like, Bugger. They did the Bugger line. And I go, that's the worst line in the history of the show. And they're like, you don't like Dr. Johnny Fever? I'm like, no, I fucking love Dr. Johnny Fever. And that's why it's such a terrible step for him to say that. I get why he did it, whatever the plot and all that stuff. But that word, why? Why? I mean, you might as well have him say poo. It's just fucking awful. But I get it. It's fucking sitcoms and TV. But that's a great show. And goddamn Lonnie Anderson. Holy fuck a moly. Jesus Christ. She wasn't even real. Was she this our species? I don't think she was. That fucking ridiculous canopy, ledge blonde of hair, and then the fucking that rack. What the rack on fucking Anderson. Lonnie Rackerson. Jesus Christ. All right. Who'd you have her fucking in the show? Did you ever fucking Johnny Fever? Did you ever fucking Andy Travis? I don't know, man. I I think Gary Sandy tore it up. I actually had Gary Sandy match with Bailey, and I had Johnny Fever with Lonnie Anderson. Uh, and Venus is doing them both. There's no doubt Venus is doing them both. Tim Reed's cooler than cool. And you know what's cooler than cool? Ice cold. And Tim Reed, Venus Flytrap. Um, so Mex is out there. Go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Become his friend. That's what you want to do. More than anything, become his friend there on Facebook. And then you're into his world. Uh, as I've mentioned, there's the closed group. You can go ahead and join that. There'll be questions, but you can still join it. Uh, and then also, this dude is doing artwork for you. You can go and look at all the artwork he's done for this show. <clears throat> and and for the Westside 86 Jokers fan club page, yeah, that's my fan club. If you want to join it, you can. I, I understand if you don't, because, uh, man, you might not have liked that Pied Piper thing. But uh, but if you loved it, why not join the club? Join get a You get a Dakota ring. Like I said, Mex has got a handshake all worked out. It's fucking perfect. Uh, it's a different handshake for me and him. There's a, you know, but, but Mex, he's the handshake guy. Uh, I don't, I don't touch anybody. Again, I'm the fucking talent. Don't come near me. Um, <laughs> so he, uh, so he's got his artwork that you can hire him to do. Uh, he'll do your Facebook caricature. He'll paint you some paintings. Oh, you know, before I even get into the artwork, let's talk about this. The man, now look, I, if I know one thing about you right now, if there's one thing I can say about all of you within the sound of my voice, anybody who hears this right now, if there's one thing I can tell you, I can identify one fact that brings you all together. I'm going to say this. Anybody who's listening to this right now and hearing this particular sentence, I can say this about you. You enjoy podcasts. That's what well, I'm, let's put it this way. Sometimes you endure podcasts but mainly you enjoy podcasts so have i got a podcast for you first of all this one that you're listening to now certainly cream of the crop top of the line but uh but there are others out there that will populate your mind with really interesting concepts and amazing entertainment value and one of those is run by my buddy david max hernandez what you're saying he he has a closed facebook group He's making memes. He's doing interesting things. He's doing all of it. He's, I said, yes. Didn't I tell you he's the man's a modern day Zorro? He'll carve a fucking Z right in your ass. And then uh, and then he'll write a song about it and you'll like it. He'll make you like the, the Z in your ass. You, you're probably thinking to yourself, man, I would hate a Z in my ass. Bullshit. If Mex carved a Z in your ass, he'd write a song about it. and You'd be like, I love this Z in my ass. Nobody. You got to love my ass, Z. Dude, I love a consonant ass. Um... 26 letter of the alphabet. I got a 26 letter ass. 26 Alphabet Avenue right there. Apartment Z right there on my ass. <laughs> uh, let's have some water.
But David, <clears throat> and not only carving Z's in your ass, the man has a podcast. Yes, that's right. <clears throat> kind of like this podcast, but different in that he's also talking into a microphone. And that's where the similarities end. Because he's got crazy songs. He's got entertainment. He's got characters who visit him. He's got a whole menagerie. It's very, uh, how would I describe it? It's very, it's almost like a, a veritable Pee Wee's Playhouse. Because there's all sorts of different characters who stop by. There's songs and music. And it's, just, it's you never know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. And it usually does. What was that about? That was a, that was a show I watched when I was a kid. Uh, was that, it's not Zoom. I don't know, but it was in the theme song. It ended with, it's, it did this. It would, anything can happen. And there was a, and it usually does. That was the song. If anybody knows what that is, write me. You know who's going to know that? My buddy Murph. Murph is uh, just as foolish as me and knows a lot of old-timey stuff. He knows probably even more old-timey stuff than me. And he's not even as old as me. All right. So anyway, David's got a podcast. And I've look, I've talked a little bit about it, but have I told you the name? I don't think I have. The podcast is called, brace yourselves, The Flemcat Podcast. That's two words. P-H-L-E-G-M, cat, podcast. It's available right now in the iTunes store. It's available in the Apple podcast space. I think it's on Spotify. It's probably on uh, Audible. It's wherever the fuck, you know, if you, wherever there you can hear sounds, wherever you can hear sounds, you're going to hear this uh, show, the Flemcat podcast. Subscribe to it today. Get it downloaded to your uh, house tonight. Go ahead and listen to all of the episodes if you haven't already. It's the man, the myth, David, the Mex, not the Mex, David Mex Hernandez. And he is cranking out all sorts of tunes. He is talking about taboo subjects. Uh, he's talking about ladies asses he's writing songs about girls backyards he's doing all of these things uh, he's got a snuggle fuck is there and he shows up and he says how do you do and uh and he says a weird song and then he steals a car and then there's a crashing of a symbol and then uh, uh i think uh, there's a, i think bumblebee is there from the transformers maybe he's there as well uh just because it has as many it's, it's snaggle fuck bumblebee it just that syllables were stuck in my head regardless of who shows up the main ingredient to this show is the band, the main ingredient. They are there and they're doing their songs, their greatest hits from the seventies. They show up, uh, the tops show up and do ain't no woman like the love the one I got. Um, so David is the main, he's the key ingredient and he's there. And, and all of this chaos happens around him, but he is the eye of the storm who brings it to you every week on the phlegm cat podcast available wherever you find your finer podcasts. And I know you're thinking to yourself, how the fuck does this guy do songs and a podcast and have a closed group and be on Facebook and carve Z's in my ass? How does he find the time? Well, I'm here to tell you this. Not only all of that stuff going on, this dude is also doing artwork. Yes, that's right. Artwork. He'll paint you. He'll paint your friends. He'll paint your dog. He'll paint whomever the fuck you've got rolling, buddy. He'll go ahead and give you that. And look, an oil painting. He'll do watercolors. He'll do a Facebook caricature. He'll do a full on gigantic. It all depends on, you know, what? if you've got the green, he'll make the scene. I think that's actually a slogan. If you've got the green, Max will make the scene and he'll, and he'll paint whatever you want him to paint. He'll do it. It'll be fantastic. You will love it. You'll love every single fucking stroke. And, and I'll tell you this, whenever he does a painting, he wouldn't change a stroke because baby Max is the most. When a, when a girl as fine as you orders a painting, he goes ahead and he gets it done. You'll hang it in your foyer. You'll hang it in your bedroom. I'll tell you what, here's what a lot of people are doing. And I'm telling you, this is completely true. A lot of ladies out there are having Max paint himself. They're having him paint a, a, a painting of himself. And then uh, they wind up hanging it over their beds and they stare up at it when their fingers go wandering. That's what they like to do. 
They look up at that Latin Lothario who's been my friend for 40 years and they go, you know what? I'm going to run off a batch to that fucking cat and think about with every fucking flick of my fingers on the bean, I'm going to think of him stroking his brush. Oh, stroke that brush, Max, while I flick the bean. Let me work the old speed bag while you fucking flick that brush. Uh, Oh, you stroke the brush. You don't don't flick your brush, Max. Stroke it. All right. Is that enough nonsense? Can we just, just, you know, I'm just going to crawl away. Let's just, let's not even do a closing thing. Bullshit. I still got plugs. All right. So there you go. The, uh, like I've mentioned, he's got the artwork rolling. He's got the podcast rolling. Uh, he's on Facebook, facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. That's the linchpin for all of this. He's got the closed group as well. You can find him there. You can pay attention. You can do everything you need to do and get him into your life. Uh, and you can also visit his website. Have I mentioned the man has a website? Well, I think I should mention that to you right now. Not only is he available at Facebook, not only is he also on Instagram where you can find him there and follow him if you want to. Uh, I'm on there as well. He's I'm following him and it's a, it's always a joy. Uh, but I will tell you this, you can go ahead and check out the man's website for different kinds of artwork. He's done plenty of artwork that you can see on Facebook, but also there's a, there might be a couple of different stuff, uh, paintings, whatever the fuck over there at his website. And you can check it out right now. The website, the address is art by That's a R T B Y D M H.com. You're listening to the 40 year old boy and next six white guys talking. You think three white guys talking is good. This show's twice as funny. You know, it's coming to this six white guys talking on the Mike Schmidt podcasting network. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Dude, 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 dude. What? Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Dude, dude, dude. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. Mitchell Angel. You're listening to the 40-year-old boy and coming up, 12 white guys talking. Six white guys talking was such a hit, it's time to double your pleasure. How big is that studio? 12 white guys talking on the Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. What was the uh, what was the product? I bet that was a great product. I don't look. We got sponsors. You know that. 
Uh, I'll tell you about some sponsors, but also you just heard from sponsors there. I don't, and I have no, in the beginning they asked me, they're like, is there anybody you won't let advertise on your show? And I'm like, I don't know. Is someone who, you know, kills children? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that guy, you know what? Yeah. Cram, uh, the Krampus. I, I don't want him that he cannot. Anybody who hits kids with a stick and throws them in a bag is his name Krampus, right? Or Grumpus. Well, I want to call him. I want to call him Grumpus. Certainly he's grumpy. But what uh, what did we get an ad for today? What did we get? Fucking uh, what salad in a box? That's another thing. It's like always, you know. I don't. It, <laughs> let's be honest. It's a podcast, and we're a fledgling company, the Misfit Toys Co-op. But uh, but we're not exactly getting IBM. We're not exactly getting Coke. I don't exactly have Mercedes ads running on my show. Instead, it's always like, hey, do you like whale meat? <laughs> well, you know what? Oddly enough, I can't say I like it, but I wouldn't be against trying it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's not just whale meat. We'll bring it to you. Hey, you want to get you want to get a big box of fucking whale meat every month? Of course you do, don't you? It's just uh, it's fucking great. Hello, whale meat. That's what it's called. It's it's kind of like hello fresh. Uh, and we had to drop the fresh because it's whale meat. And we're really not sure how well it keeps. But uh, but it's called hello whale meat, which, uh, by the way, in addition to being a fantastic home food delivery service, is a terrible pornographic film. I, I will not lie to you. Hello, whale meat. Oh, don't, don't stumble in. I, it's half-masked at best, is what I'm going to say, if, if in the parlance of the Hustler movie reviews. If you don't know what I'm talking about, when I was a kid, Hustler magazine, I believe it was Hustler, I don't think it was, because uh, I know Playboy didn't do it, but they would review porno films. And uh, and they would the re- review was a little drawing of a cock and if it, was, if it was a good movie, it had a hard-on, like a full-on hard-on. But then there'd be like the droopy sad cock if it was a movie they didn't like. Which, by the way, it's it's a pornographic film. If, if you know, if a woman has a sticky face at the end of it, and and, uh, and you're fine, right? In the 70s. I'm talking, now look, I'm not talking now. Now it's far too complicated. Now everybody's got a fucking, you know, the, hey, could you padlock my junk? Okay, great. Why not? Uh, please do me a favor. Lock my cock up while you fuck my neighbor. It's always that thing. Hey, oh no, my aunt's stuck in a dog door. Why don't I bury my face between her ass cheeks? That's, you know, porno now is really, it's become very niche. But back then, if you had, if you had a dude who, you know, if you had a sweaty, hairy dude, preferably a Jewish guy, like your, your fucking, uh, uh, Harry Reams or your Jamie Gillis or your Ron Jeremy, they may not be Jewish. I, I, I could be, I, but I'm pretty sure they are. But they, if regardless, Ron Jeremy had the Jew fro. He certainly had that. And uh, and if they just you know throw ropes on a chick and it, you know she gets it in her eye and she's like, ouch! But I love this. And then that's that's a hard cock rating from Hustler. Why are you even breaking it down? Why and, and who? What discerning porn film connoisseur is reading Hustler magazine? It's it's all it's literally just close up shots of clam. I mean, what the fuck are you looking at? You're just like, yeah, cool. I just look at a whole bunch of photos of some absolutely devastated clams. I mean, these these are women who are trying to make rent all the time. And now they've crawled into Larry Flint's office and he said, you know what? I think I've got something for you. Do you like leashes? And then the next thing you know, they're splashed all over the pages in Technicolor. But at least they can go ahead and buy whale meat that month. However, uh, in the back, there's porn reviews. And, and now, now you care about quality in the final 10 pages of the magazine? 
when when earlier on I've got to see you drawing Jerry Falwell in an outhouse with shit on his head and flies. There's a there's a cartoon in this magazine, not even joking, called Chester the Molester. And you're going to tell me you employ a film critic who's going to actually take seriously the nuances of the pornographic films he's tuning into? I think not, friend. I think any porn film from the 70s and 80s gets the hard cock. Don't give it the droopy cock. And don't do a disservice. Don't don't bite the clam that feeds you, if I may use the parlance. Leave these people to make their porn in peace. No, And also, nobody's looking for you and your fucking... Your, your gold ribbon. Nobody, nobody wants the hustler pink seal of approval, all right? They're making a porno movie so guys in fucking trench, coach, uh, trench coats can jack off and, and see if they can hit the guy in front of them in the back of the head. That's it. It's all a contest. It's all, it's all a long rope contest is. You sit in a fucking dark theater, you fucking stroke it, and you see if I can blast some guy back in the back of his head. That's it. You want to, all you want to do is JFK some guy in a movie theater with a fucking laser shot. You got to place it just right, but don't forget to break Connolly's wrist. Uh, the fuck is I talking about? So, so yeah, the, so Hustler Magazine did that. They had the, it, uh, oh, so I, I spun off with the whale meat. That's what it was. Cause I said it was a terrible porn, pornography magazine or a pornographic movie, whatever the fuck. So I don't know who it was. Who's advertising this week? You tell me. I, I, I always enjoy hearing from Mulch Gulch or whoever the fuck they have. <laughs> oh, it's a stupid laugh. I'm sorry I made that noise. I made a hyena yelp. I'm making myself laugh at Mulch Gulch. Oh, Christ, if we don't have Mulch Gulch on the roster, we better get him, right? Don't you think Mulch Gulch needs to show up? God damn. <laughs> Hello, whale meat and Mulch Gulch. That's who's bringing you the 40-year-old boy this week, God damn it! Don't even pretend like you're not impressed. Don't, don't act like I'm not a big fucking swinging dick in the entertainment industry when I've got salad in a box. <laughs> hey, whale. Hello, whale meat and fucking mulch gulch purloining my fucking wares door to goddamn door, ear to ear. That's what we'll say from ear to ear, not door to door. Fucking hey, whale meat or hello, whale meat, not hey, whale meat. That's a play. That's that's actually that's a play that was not a success. That was a musical about Moby Dick. Oh, it was not good at all. Hey, whale meat. Hey, it's the whale meat. Uh, it's a dance craze like the Macarena. All right. Well, I don't. So I don't know who that was who who uh, who busted down your door. I don't know who invaded your auditory canal. Uh, but I'm pr- I'm grateful for it. I'm glad to have advertising on the show. I'm glad people care enough to be involved in promoting podcasting, promoting my show. And I'm glad you guys are listening. And that makes me happy. So if it was if it was hello, whale meat or mulch gulch or, or the, the 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 often maligned and yet persistent salad in a box. I'm hoping all of those products are something you will give money to and, and keep them in business because they keep me in business. But also. In addition to those locked and loaded sponsors that have been found by the Misfit Toys Co-op, uh, I have my own sponsors, people who reach out, people who are cool and nice and, and ask me to do things like who? Well, I, I'm glad you asked. Let's talk about the Paranoid Strain podcast with my great friend, Fearful Jesuit, behind the controls, locked in the closet with Dana Unicorn as he busts out all sorts of dulcet tones. He's uh, he's doing shows right now about secret societies. There's two episodes right now, episodes one and or two. Uh, as I've mentioned last week, uh, or in the, I don't know, somewhere around last week, I'm not sure. It was something about that. Um, you'll hear, uh, again, a disgusting fact about Pythagoras. 
You'll hear about the shadowy origins of Hermeticism. The universe is built on the number 12 is there, uh, King Solomon and Yahweh. Uh, the return of the Wheel of Arbitrary episode starting points, which is great. A surprise rapper shows up. All I've told you all of these things last week about episodes one and two. And uh, the Eleusinian mysteries, of course. Uh, the Scottish Freemasons, the English snobs of the Illuminati. There's an accent farm. I opened one of the episodes. It's just fantastic work. It's stuff that I can't do, as I've mentioned. You know, uh, Jesuit prepares that goddamn show. He sits down with like a fucking abacus. He's got a compass and a pen. He's got those. You know what he's got? Get this. He's got a fucking mechan- a mechanical pencil. You know that? It's, a, it's like a robot pencil. It's It like cranks lead out. What's a, who's a, is the, you know who invented the mechanical pencil? The guy who invented the electric knife. What the fuck, man? These things worked. Pencils work. I don't need a mechanical pencil. Knife worked. Don't need a fucking electronic knife. Mechanical pencil. I'm a mechanical pencil. Um, that's from HR Puff and stuff. And it's the song Mechanical Boy. Pencil doesn't work because it's got the extra syllable, but I was going to shove it in there anyway because I, I love that scene. I'm a mechanical boy. Oh, Jimmy. He's got a flute. I'll tell you what, that kid comes to town with a flute. Maybe he can do battle with the other guy with the flute. But Jimmy's not wearing a crazy costume and he doesn't want to kill your fucking ocelot. Uh, he's just he's just a good guy. I mean, he, he came to fucking Puff and Stuff Town on accident. He didn't mean to. Uh, I don't know if you've heard. He was he climbed into a boat. Here's how it worked. He climbed into a boat. If you you know what, just watch the show once. Literally watch the first minute, and then you know what happened. He gets into a boat, and then the 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 storm happened, and the tiny ship was tossed. And Witchy Pooh shakes her fist, and then and then he's there. He's right there on the fucking beach. He's saved by Puff and stuff and various other foam creatures. And then for some reason, Witchy Poo wants to kill him, and I've never figured out why. And she's got a couple of guys who look like the banana splits have autism, and they're her friends. And uh, and everybody's angry at one another, except H.R. Puffin stuff. He's, he's the sheriff and the mayor, and he uh, he takes care of Jimmy and his flute. Uh, you know, I don't remember the show. I don't remember Jimmy trying to go home. I got I to gotta be honest with that. But I remember he was on the island, and it was kind of like, oh, man, this is fucked. I was on a boat, and all of a sudden, I'm on, he fell asleep in the boat somehow. That's always, that's always how it happens in these shows. Sid and Marty Croft have a fetish for sleeping children. With Leadsville, I think the kid fell asleep and fell into a hat. And then all of a sudden, there's fucking Charles Nelson Riley trying to kill him. Hey, look, believe me, if you fall asleep and you wake up and there's fucking Charles Nelson Riley, but he tells you his name is Hoodoo, get the fuck out of there. You've got to escape. You've got to find a way out, man. Because um, Sid and Marty Croft has cooked up a special nightmare for you. <laughs> um, all right. So what was I, oh, so our good friend, Fearful Jesuit. Uh, and our our better friend, Danny Unicorn, they do the uh, the Paranoid Strain podcast. It's available right now in the iTunes store. You can download that or in the Apple podcast space, whatever you want to call it. It's available for you now to go ahead and download and read and, and well, don't read it. It doesn't print itself out. Jesus Christ. Maybe it will. You know, maybe are you deaf? You, here's a way to like podcasts. Download a podcast and just get it like it transcribed. Have it bust out a transcription for you. Read that podcast. Read The Paranoid Strain. It's uh, And it's dense. Oh, my God. It's as dense as fucking pumpernickel bread. It brings you the facts, and it brings you interviews, and it just and it debunks. It debunks like pumpernickel bread. I don't know if that debunks anything, but it sounded fun to me to say. Uh, regardless, it's available now. You, uh, you can go and get it in the iTunes store. It's our great friend, Fearful Jesuit. The Paranoid Strain podcast. Subscribe to it because there are... 
oodles of back episodes. That is a podcasting term. Please don't use it outside of podcasting. I'll ha- I'll be forced to sue, and we don't want that. No, because you know what? I will sue you for oodles of cash, and you will hate that man. And I will fuck. Even the judge can't say it because he knows it's a podcasting term. And I, but it will still stay in the in the legal paperwork that you owe me oodles of cash. So don't use that fucking word. It's a podcasting word, and you're forbidden. It is verboten for you to use that word. Uh, you know, also verboten a podcasting word. Look, here's a lot of things that podcasting has changed. And right now, we actually the Misfit Toys. Co-op has actually bought the rights to the word verboten. You can't use it. And oodles. So don't don't even fucking think about it, man. We will sick lawyers on you faster than you can say, hello, whale meat. Uh, <laughs> so the Paranoid Strain is available. You should check it out. It's good stuff. And like I said, it's it's something I don't do. Like he, he writes this fucking show and it's fucking scripted and brilliant. And he's got in, he's got fucking research and he talks to doctors and professors and, and dudes like that. He goes on YouTube and watches these clips that, you know, if I had to watch them in the context, he watches them. I, I would, I would fall asleep for a thousand years and I'm not even kidding. I would drift off and then I would wake up with like eight foot tall sea monkeys probing my anus and it would still be preferable to the professor who I've who put me to sleep on YouTube for a grand. I mean, I, I just, it's not for me, but then when I hear it for some reason, when Jesuit does it, it works. It works perfectly in the context of what he's got going on. And then he watches them for facts. What are those? Whatever the fuck he's got a podcast for chalk. You know, it's, it's chock full of facts. It's chock full of facts. Like a shit brownies chock full of walnuts. That's what I say about the paranoid strain and uh and you'll love it go download it right now you want to write him a note tell him about this glorious promo that i just cut why not you should do, uh, go ahead and write him a note here's his email address the paranoid strain at gmail.com the paranoid strain at gmail.com go ahead and write our friend fearful jesuit a note say hey man what's going on don't say that because that starts a conversation just tell him you like the show and move on because he is truly the podcast nazi he will if you try to make some small talk no podcast for you Literally, he will cut you off the feed. So just write him a note that tells him he's great. Tell him how much you love Dana Unicorn. If you want to throw something in there about me and how cool I am, that's fine. And as a matter of fact, I'll tell you this. If you're corresponding with anybody, not just Fearful Jesuit, and you want to throw in something about how cool I am, feel free, baby. Let it go. Let your hands go. Type whatever the fuck feels right. Go ahead and tell him, hey, I love Mike Schmidt. Runs a podcast. It's fucking glorious. And they'll be like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And you put it on your LinkedIn page. Do that. Let's do guerrilla fucking marketing. Everybody who's got a LinkedIn page, just throw down like one of your jobs is listening to me and you love it. It's your best job you ever had. And everybody will be like, what the fuck is that? I got to jump into that job. And uh, it doesn't pay great, but uh, well, let's put it this way. It, it, you get a free laugh breakfast. We know this. Everybody knows they get a free laugh breakfast. And if you work late enough, a free work dinner. When I worked at the website at, at Load, they had Hot Pockets in the fridge because they didn't want you to go home. That's how we'll do it here, baby. We'll have a fucking a laugh breakfast, a noun lunch, and a work dinner. Get it done. Is that what I said? I think that's what I said. Ah, doesn't it feel glorious to remember things? I <laughs> Doesn't it feel good when you're being funny and cutting loose? The Paranoid Strain Podcast available right now in the iTunes store. Go ahead and write him a note again at theparanoidstrain the at gmail.com, theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Tell him you love Dana. Tell him you love him. Tell him you love the show. Download, listen to all of them. And... uh there's more secret society stuff coming. He didn't cover it all in the first two episodes, man. He's going to fucking, he's going to ooze all over you. Like I said, he's going to sit behind you in the podcast listening center and he's going to shoot the remaining episodes in the back of your head. It's going to be fucking awesome. You're going to get jiffed. You're going to get JFK'd by these episodes. 
It's going to blow your mind, literally, man. Then your wife's going to crawl out of the fucking Cadillac and try to get away. But that's all right. You can't blame her. There was terror in the air that day. Uh, and there's terror in, on the air when our friend Fearful Jesuit is doing the Paranoid Stream podcast. All right, I've talked about it enough. There you go. It's available now in the iTunes store. Go ahead and download all of them. Listen to them all. But right now, the new ones are about secret societies. I'm not sure when episode three is coming up, but listen to the first two over and over and cross your fingers and hope it comes out soon. That's what I would do if I was you. I'm in the Misfit Toys Co-op. I've alluded to them here heretofore a few times in this episode, but now I'm going to tell you all about them. Well, I don't know if I'm going to tell you all about them, but I'm going to mention them, certainly. The Misfit Toys Co-op features our friends Never Not Funny. That's Matt Belknap, Jimmy Pardo, Garen Cockrell. Uh, here's a fucking weird thing I'll tell you about Garen. Uh, <laughs> Garen wrote me a note, and Garen is a teacher now or something? So he's teaching like a college class. About And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's communications. I don't know. if I, I don't know. I didn't get the full layout. I may have gotten the full layout and I just don't remember it. But I all, the one thing I do remember is Garen's like, hey, man, we're talking about independent broadcasting and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, would you be interested in talking to my class and telling them like how you got started and how to do it and what you're doing? And I wrote him and I, you know, I ignored it for as long as I could <laughs> for like a couple days. And then I wrote him and I go, hey, man, this is an awesome offer. But like. You know, you work for a show that's infinitely more popular than mine. Like, why don't you get Jimmy in there to fucking tell him all this stuff? They'll totally get it. And he's just like, well, no, because it's, he, I wanted to hear from an independent point of view. And, you know, keep it indie with Mike Schmidt was always the, the refrain here until we joined up with Misfit Toys. So I got it. And he wants me to talk about stand up and he wants me to talk about all sorts of different things. And and uh, and I'm on board. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. So I said I'd do it. And it's later. I thought it was later this month. And then I wrote him. I thought it was next week, quite frankly. And then he's like, no, man, it got, it got bumped to May. So now I haven't confirmed with him yet, but I'll confirm with him for May. And I'd look, it's going to fall apart. We know this. At some point, they're going to write me and just go, hey, we've gone and we we listened to your show where the Pied Piper killed a horse. And we're going to say that these kids don't need to hear from you. We're going to go ahead and find a we're going to go ahead and find those lovely young women from the office. We're going to find uh, uh, Lauren Lapkus and uh, and Nicole Byer, I believe it is. And they're going to talk about Star Wars for an hour. Won't that be grand? Uh, and the kids will love it. That's the kids love is they love people watching Star Wars for the first time. I think the charts reflect that. Very. I will say this. I'm very confident in saying this. I'm going to say this and I'm going to fucking mean it. I'm going to draw my line in the podcasting sand. This is the only show this week you're going to hear that deals with the Pied Piper. I've, it's about fucking time, right? <laughs> uh so what the fuck? So, all right. So anyway, some of the Misfit Toys co-op. That's what I was going to say. Never not funny. Matt Belknap, Jimmy Pardo, Garen Cockrell, and of course, Elliot Hopeberg, uh, the four-headed monster over there. They do a great job. I'm glad to be associated with them. Also, Doug loves movies, which is our great friend, Doug Benson, and he's watching movies and getting high. Not necessarily in that order. The Todd Glass Show with our buddy Todd playing the drums and hopping around and talking to people or talking by himself from what I understand, because why should I ever own anything that's nice that nobody else does? Uh, It's a joke. I love Todd. Uh, And then, of course, there's no fun with Jen Kirkman. Jen is terrific. And Jen also does a solo podcast and hers is really good. And hers, I'm intimidated by Jen's podcast because Jen puts it out and then she does like a bonus podcast for Patreon people. And then she puts out a video of her podcast so I'm like, I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's like, you should put up videos of your podcast. I go, well, nobody wants to watch me fucking screaming in a microphone. And it's like, yeah, that's horseshit. Everybody does. But also I'm worried like, cause these tangents are fucking ridiculous. And, um, 
you know, I won't take Jake the show today, but there, but there's still the breakdown for the fucking plugs and stuff. But I guess you wouldn't want to watch me do the goddamn plugs. But um, but everybody's like, you, I mean, he's like, you should do it as a Patreon exclusive. And I'm like, yes. But then if I'm talking into the microphone and a fucking and then there's a train wreck that happens because again, it's not like I'm interviewing anybody or there's any sort of stream of where I'm going. Eh, whatever. Why? Why this crises of conscience that I always have? I don't fucking understand it. Anyway, the point is, no fun with Jen Kirkman films her show. And you get to watch her do it. You can hear her do it. She does a Patreon episode. She's fucking so accomplished and and wonderful. I'm going to say that about Jen Kirkman. She's a wonderful comedian. She's fucking funny and does a great job. And of course, uh, let me watch your movie with you with Jonah Ray. You know, I think here's what I think. I think we should have a Doug Loves Movies team up with let me watch your movie with you with Jonah Ray. And then they'll never have to book guests. Let me watch your movie with you with Jonah Ray. He says that to Doug and Doug is already a man who loves movies. So Jonah Ray has Doug on and they just watch movies. They combine it. It'll be let me watch. You know what? Let me watch Doug loving movies with Jonah Ray. How about that? Let me watch Doug loving movies with Jonah Ray. Do you tune into that? I think you do. I think we all do. I think you feel it deep down in your soul. Uh, so Todd and Jimmy and Jen and uh, and Jonah and Doug, all of the Misfit Toys Co-op. I'm proud to be a part of it. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, remember those shows. Go listen to them. They're fucking great stuff. Hey, you want to hire me for something? Why not? There's a thing called Cameo. I haven't done one in about four months. I think the last one I did was Christmas, maybe. Uh, but if you want one, I'm happy to do it. I can talk about your birthday. I can talk about your e- about Easter. No, Easter's over. Talk about Mother's Day. You know what? I'll talk about Easter, but uh, but I'll talk about Jesus. You want to do that? You want me to talk about Jesus? Let me do that. Buy that for somebody. Me just going ahead and giving some, telling some Bible stories. Uh... I'll tell your mom happy Mother's Day. I'll tell your dad happy Father's Day. I'll tell your mom happy Father's Day and your dad happy Mother's Day. I don't give a flying fuck. If you've got $20 or whatever the fuck I charge, hire me and I will send a message. Uh, I'll send, like in excess, I'll send a message. I think of you. Uh, why not? Why not book me to do that? So that's a cameo. It's an app. It's uh, it's the it's bookcameo.com on the website, but also you can download the Cameo app to your phone and hire me to go ahead and say happy birthday to somebody. Isn't that a fucking good use of your money and my time? I think it is. God damn, there's nothing I want more to do than to fucking talk to a stranger for 20 bucks. That's what my that's what my whole life is boiled down to anyway. I talk to strangers for 20 bucks. Uh, and I'm happy to do it via video on the phone. I'll tell somebody happy birthday. I'll tell them anything you want me to tell them. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. I'm bad, I'm nationwide, and I'm on Cameo right now. Book Cameo.com or get the Cameo app on your phone and hire me to go ahead and do these cool-ass things. Uh, you know, you can send, if you want to help the show, in addition to hiring me, you can send money. You don't have to hire me. I don't have to, without it, look, if you don't want me to have a torturous discussion with your cousin, then you can just send me cash, which is pretty cool, and it supports the show, and it keeps me afloat in these very uncertain times. Uh, you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. That's a website. And in the upper right-hand corner, you're going to see a little donate button, a little horn boy. It says donate on virtually every page. You can click on that and send me a one-time PayPal donation, which is super cool. And thank you for thinking of me. But you can also subscribe if you want and do a monthly thing. I think you can send five a month. You can send 10 a month. You can send 25 a month. Ah, so cool of you to think of doing these things. But you need to go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com and go to the upper right-hand corner and look at the donate horn boy. Click on that and then set it all up. And, you know, one-time donation is totally nice. A recurring thing is nice as well. I just appreciate you thinking of me and trying to keep the show afloat. That's very nice of you because, uh, as we all know, the walls are closing in for each and every single one of us. 
So put a hand out and help somebody up. Uh, you can also do that by Patreon. Did you know this? Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. That's Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Why don't you uh, hire me? Uh, well, no, you're not hiring me on Patreon. You're just supporting the show. There's all sorts of different levels. You can become a patron. Thank you to anybody who's donated. Thank you to anybody who's thought of me and given money or thank you to anybody who's, uh, because some people have given money and then stopped. Well, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. All that matters is that people are thinking of me and it makes me happy. Thank you so much for going ahead and jumping on board the Patreon with me. Patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. It's very nice of you to go ahead and sign up and become a patron. Again, these are very, very uncertain times, as we know, as I'm going to go ahead and push that. Um, and I appreciate anybody and everybody who's gone ahead and donated or, or jumped in and, and uh, thought of me and thought of uh, supporting. You're the best. I appreciate it. So go to patreon.com slash Mike four zero YOB. Is there stuff coming down the pipeline? Certainly. Why not? Right. Uh, there's got to be. I got to do it because this because yesterday was the first Monday of the rest of my life. And and it's time to seize it. It's time to grab it, baby. It's time to get out there and do things that need to be done. It's time to watch me on Twitch. Don't you want to watch me on Twitch? Uh, well, first of all, let's talk about YouTube. I got youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. That's a channel you can become a member of, or at least follow the channel to let YouTube think I'm a hitter. Is there more stuff coming to YouTube? Well, certainly eventually these are all plans that are in the pipeline. Uh, but again, the pipeline is all jammed up with gloop. If I can just get him out of there, then I'll go ahead and uh, we'll unleash the flood of ideas and things that I've discussed so many times. Uh, but youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy is out there waiting for you to go ahead and become a, a, a subscriber. It costs you nothing over there at YouTube. That's great. I appreciate you doing it. And also twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy every day, every day I'm hustling, hustling every day. I'm streaming, I'm streaming, trying to find new games, doing whatever I can do. Uh, I like playing this sword game called ghost of Tsushima, but it, it's not a thing that people love watching. Uh, why, why should I tell you that? Who cares? Whatever you use yesterday, I just chatted for an hour and I was fucking hysterical. And, uh, and I, I will tell you this. If you watch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, uh, you'll hear something. And then you're like, wait a minute. Cause I might do it on the podcast later. Cause again, it's like the podcast where there's no script. So I end up just talking and a bunch of shit comes flying out of my mouth. And I think I'm fucking hysterical. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got to try to bring that to the podcast somehow. So eventually if you watch me on Twitch, you'll hear stuff on Twitch. And then later on, you'll probably hear it on a podcast. Just know that going in and don't be like, Oh, Mike, you tried to fool me by sneaking the same joke by me twice. And it's like, nah, it's not that thing, man. I mean, you know, you can't just fire off an hour of brilliance and then just let fucking 30 people watch it or 50 people or however the fuck, how many watch the replays and shit. Uh, you got to bring it to the masses here to the thousands of people who download me every week in the podcast. And by every week, that is doing a lot of heavy lifting. The term every week is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Yes, I know we're behind. We're doing this, but it's here now. It's Tuesday. Enjoy it. Uh, and like I said, will there be a show in a couple of days? I don't know. But we're doing the best we can over here at Podcast U. That's right. I'm in college. I'm at Podcast University. That's why Garen called me up. I'll put on a fucking graduation gown, which lies in rags at my feet, but I'll pick it up and I'll put it back on anyway. <laughs> because uh, and if you want to scream my name at night in the street, you can go ahead and do that, too. But I'm going to join that class with a mortar board on and a pointer. Maybe I'll uh, swing the alphabet like the Stooges. Whatever the fuck I got to do in front of a class to impress them. That's what I will do, baby. Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Follow those cha-cha channels. I'm there getting it done. And let's live, man. Let's fucking live. And I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Unless you're in my apartment complex, you're never going to get the fucking COVID. 
because all of the COVID is all over my fucking pool furniture. That's it. You're never anything out on the patio at my fucking building is covered in the vid. Any, any, the fucking, the, the germ, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It is all over my patio furniture. Every, every vid germ, every one of those little fucking golf balls with a bunch of fucking quiz porns on it. That those are just disgusting looking molecules and they're all over my patio furniture. Um, but get vaccinated. You don't have to worry about that. Why don't you get vaccinated? Are you one of those people? Are you going to tell me you're not getting vaccinated? I see that every day. There's always some, someone on Facebook who's like, no, I can't because it's there's metal or whatever the fuck. Everybody turns into this fucking medical expert. It's like, what are you doing, man? Just fucking just get vaccinated. We want to go out. Don't you want to have a grilled cheese with friends? Don't you want to go back out into the world, man? And then, you know, the worst thing that fucking happened was the blood clots with the fucking Johnson and Johnson, because now everybody's like, see, I told you it's like six people got it six or 12 out of like fucking five million. Do you know what the odds are of you getting the blood clot? Fucking zero point zero. You got a Blutarski grade point average fucking chance of getting that goddamn ridiculous blood clot thing from the Johnson and Johnson. And if you got Pfizer or Moderna, you're fucking gold. Don't even worry about it. Go get the Pfizer. Go get the Moderna. Get it done. I see these people again. It's the same people. The anti-mask people are not the anti-vaccine people. And you know, when somebody fucking comes up to me and they're like, they're like, nobody comes up to me, but I see people on the news or in social media and they won't get the vaccine. It reminds me of like when a little kid says he's strong, you know that when like a little fucking, a kid who weighs like four pounds and he takes his shirt off and he does like a Hulk Hogan. You ever see like a little kid who do Hulk Hogan? Yeah, I'm strong. Look at me. And he makes his face. He squishes it up. He looks like he just ate five fucking lemons because he's trying to show you how much of an effort it is for him to show you how strong he is there. It's like, I I don't understand these people. Like, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm strong. Yeah. Okay. Good for you. Good for you, fuckhead. Go ahead. Don't get the fucking vaccine. You're so strong. Yes. And also the people, you know what I hate too? Look, man, the world's disingenuous and we know this. It's terrible. And they co-opt language. You know the phrase, my body, my choice. It's It's been the, you know, the, the pro-choice. It's one of the rallying cries. It's just, it's in the nomenclature of people who are in favor of abortion rights for women or reproductive rights for women, whatever you want to call them. But now the, the, you know, somehow these ass fucks who don't want to get the vaccine, they've now appropriated that phrase thinking they're being clever by turning the tables on you somehow. And, and, and like, you're going to be so disappointed when they drop that nugget on you. They can't wait to, they're so excited to drop it on you. When you're like, they're like, I'm strong. I don't need a vaccine. You're like, all right, good for you. And they're like, oh, you know what? <laughs> they, I, my body, my choice. Oh, you guys used to like that phrase before, right? But you don't like it now when it's about me and the vaccine. But I'll tell you right now, and I'm strong, and it's my body, my choice. Like they're somehow turning the tables on the whole abortion argument. Like somehow they've just defeated Roe v. Wade by saying my body, with four words, they stole my body, my choice. And now they've gone ahead and destroyed the law of the land. They've gone ahead and flipped the script on it and they just fucking high five and celebrate. It's like, oh yeah. Okay. Yes. It's exactly the same thing. My body, my choice, you fucking dicks. They're like, you liked that phrase before. And it's like, yeah, because it doesn't mean the same fucking thing. You're absolutely right though. Yes. Whatever. What am I supposed to do now? Have you outsmarted me? Is that what it's supposed to be? I'm like, well, I'll tell you, you jack and ape. Well, look at you. You've certainly put me in my place with my abortion stance. Well, your body, your choice. I, I never saw this coming, but you've toppled 
hurled me from my mountaintop. You've taken a... I'm, I'm, I believe I've been hoisted by my own petard with you and your my body, my choice. You, you scallywag. I can't believe it. Look, you've, you've certainly put me in my place with my abortion stance. Why I, why I ought to, I don't even know your body, your choice. Well, curses foiled again, outsmarted once again by you, corncob Jim, you fucking idiot. Get the fucking shot. Nobody wants to hear about you and your fucking smart and your choice. And you know what? Oh, and always, hey, you know what? It's proved that it doesn't work. And then the blood clots. And just, we want to go outside, you fucking jagoffs. Don't you want to go outside again? Don't you want to go to a fucking movie? Don't you want to go somewhere and smile at somebody and then and know they're smiling because you see their fucking teeth? God damn it. What is wrong with you? My body, my choice. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm the fucking smartest guy in the goddamn world. And nobody, I took that phrase. Shut up. Shut up, all of you. You ridiculous fucking pudding heads. Go out and get a fucking shot. Oh, I fucking hate you.